0: Welcome, everybody, to the Pro Wrestling Roller, the TMOF wrestling podcast brought to you by TMOF Wrestling.
1: That sounds like a professionally done intro. It's not. Right, so it's so a professional.
0: <laughs> Around the mic tonight. It's me, Ash. And I am Russ. Welcome, everybody. If you are a returning listener, thank you very much for coming back to us. If you're new to the show, we really hope you're going to enjoy this one. Uh, we're going to be talking exclusively today about WWE Clash at the Castle.
1: I was there. Were you there?
0: I was there. I've got oh. the shirt and everything. Same here. Um, we will talk all things Clash at the Castle. Um, obviously, we were there live. We weren't there together. No, different seats. Bought tickets at different times. Which,
1: be honest, I feel like is a better thing because we have better different. We have better and different perspectives. Yes, from different angles.
0: Yeah. I mean, so to kind of give a little bit of a insight into my experience, just for a stadium overall, that was my first ever stadium show of any kind. So I've never been to any kind of sporting event. I've never been to any live concert or anything that's taken place in a stadium. Arenas, yes, a lot, but never a stadium. And that was um, surreal.
1: Oh, definitely. Um it's, it's my second stadium event ever because the first one was uh, Metallica at Wembley in 2007. And that was an amazing experience. And it, Going past the stadium and seeing how massive it looked from there and then when you go inside, it's just just this, this unbelievable.
0: I think so because you obviously went with your brother.
1: Yeah, we went um, and spent the, the whole... Well, we
0: Pretty spent the whole day, right?
1: The whole day there and... Yeah. Um...
0: And your brother, by the way, was the um, original composer of the first ever Three Men One Fall Yeah, back in the day. Uh, intro Two years video. ago. So you, you went along with your brother. Yeah. And um, I went along with my boy Daryl. Um, he's lead guitarist in UK thrash metal band Must Kill. Go and check them out. They're on all uh, streaming platforms and on YouTube as well. Um, and he's the, the the guitar you hear at the beginning of this uh, intro now from when we moved to sort of tmof yeah it's daryl so we kind of we went along with but it, we didn't really plan like that no but if um, obviously that'd be strange yeah
1: <laughs> if if we, have to, if we have to get a proper musician does that mean we have to take them the next big show we go to we take yeah <laughs>
0: um you had the whole day to really experience that the vibe mm-hmm. we had a bit of a nightmare so i'm gonna I'll, we'll go into that first the review i promise the review is coming but um this is more about the experience like this is the first review we've done where we've been able to kind of talk about like the overall experience like not just sat you know from home watching it on the screen um as it's presented to you this was like a whole other level wasn't it
1: no. Well I did the live event in Birmingham last year but this is
0: it's just another level just, you know yeah. I've been to live shows before obviously but this it's just some it's just different I, f- um, it I hits feel like yeah,
1: cuz I feel like I've skipped from going live event to TV to the premier live event
0: It kind of felt, I guess, what kind of a WrestleMania weekend would feel like. Because around the stadium, and of course, this is Clash at the Castle, or Clash near the Castle, probably more apropos. The castle is right next to the stadium. Um, So there's stuff going on on the grounds there. There's street closures all around the area. And bars are just filled with wrestling fans. Um, The streets are filled with wrestling fans. And everybody's dressed up. And it's like a carnival. It's it's amazing, isn't it? And then we checked out the mural. Uh, which you, you see on our Instagram page. And I think the other social media pages of the, you know, the uh, big painting of Drew and Roman and Clash of the Cart. You know, that that was really awesome. i yeah. um, got some pics there. But we had just a nightmare time getting there. So Daryl was coming from a, a wedding reception. Now from from my place, it should take around about two hours, 30 to two hours, 45 to get to Cardiff, right? Okay. It did not. It took us five hours to get there. The traffic, the closer we were getting, was horrendous. Um, it was really bad. But our our biggest problem was parking. There wasn't anywhere for us to prepay parking, so we we knew that. Um, <clears throat> sorry, excuse me. We knew that going into it, we might have a bit of an issue. I, ju- you know, when you just get that feeling in your gut and you just go, "Yeah, I reckon we're gonna we're gonna struggle here," and we really did. I mean, in the end. And it's like, you know, we're in real danger of missing some of the show. Luckily, we did get there on time, but we didn't have a chance to really soak it all in properly. Like we went round and got some of those pictures quickly and things. And then it was pretty much straight in, into the stadium, straight into the seat, uh, which, of course, I got into the wrong seat straight away, didn't I? And then uh-huh. I got into the right one, which was a bit further down. Um, but it was just because I was all kind of like worked up and stuff, you know, still in a bit of a, you know, oh, we've made it. And I think like within five minutes, um, Mad Cat Moss is coming out for that that pre show. So it's you know that is that I mean when I say like we made it by the skin of our teeth, that was how close it was. We were five minutes before the pre show match. Yeah, it was mad. It was mad. It was it was honestly probably do a whole episode just on that journey alone. It was it was, in, it, was it was intense, very tense. Well, but we made it. Took
1: because uh, I drove to we because me and my brother had a hotel we were staying at. It took us about two hours forty minutes from home to get to to get to that um, hotel. Stay there for a bit, then left about twenty past two by a Uber driver, and got outside the stadium about half hour later. So crazy. Funny thing was, we could probably. I reckon we could hear them. The because they played metalingus, and I'm thinking hmm. they were getting like the um, entrance rehearsal done.
0: Right, okay, Good. that's cool
1: and then um, yeah, I got in there about three o'clock
0: wow Half so late. you just sort of stayed in the stadium then from about three ish yeah, yeah, we were still I think three o'clock we weren't even out of England yet <laughs> we we hadn't even made it into Wales um you know, fair play to to Daryl man, I mean, he covered some mileage, yeah. Those you know, in the course of just over twenty-four hours, that was some serious mileage. So, you know, fair play to you, Darrell. Um, yeah, I mean, let's let's go let's go into it. Clash at the Castle, WWE's first premium live event, first big stadium show, uh, set in the United Kingdom, for just over just over thirty years to the day. The first, of course, being SummerSlam nineteen ninety two, historic event um, with. What is pretty much touted as the best SummerSlam main event ever? Do you agree with that? Yeah, it had big shoes to fill. Yeah. Essentially, is is kind of the point we're getting to there. But little fun fact for you: Go this on. is a bit of a, a, a maths fact for you, if you're interested. It means absolutely nothing in the grand scheme of things, but in 30 years, Roman Reigns has held the uh, has been champion for six point six seven percent of it. Sounds about right. Well, actually, to be more accurate, it's six point six 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 seven, to be exact. That's that okay. was, that's two years worth, which is um, six and two thirds of that time. Yeah, actually, yeah. So um, yeah. Anyway, me absolutely pointless. But there's your little fun fact. All right. It's incredible. And WWE Clash at the Castle um, was obviously building towards this big main event for hometown air quotes hero Drew McIntyre, Scotland um taken on true uh, taken on rome sorry for the title so th- it was a really big deal this and clash of the castle of course saturday 3rd of september principality stadium in Cardiff, wales the attendance uh, record was announced at 62296 yeah the the show i mean let's go through the kickoff obviously from what we we'll probably do like a bit of a side by side from like what it was like being there, as opposed to then we both watched it back, didn't we, on, on the Sunday, you know, the day I after. I haven't watched the pre-show back like.
1: yet, but I, well, I Okay.
0: Know. Well, the pre-show I did watch back, so I can go into that. I mean, the from watching it back, because again, obviously when you're there live, you've got that one fixed view and you don't get any commentary. That's the biggest thing. So yeah. not having the commentary, I'd never heard WWE have audio problems like what they do on the pre-show, because Michael Cole, does, it's like... I don't know what it was, whether, because it, it his audio was popping all over the place. You know, like it's, you know, he, our audio sounded better. Let's put it that way. Bloody um, hell. Yeah, <laughs> but, you know, I think they, they obviously fixed it in time for the actual show, but it was a bit all over the shop. The actual match itself, though, um, I, I it was really enjoyable, wasn't it? It got everybody going. Mad yeah. Cat Moss uh, gets quite a nice pop. Yeah,
1: it did. Three puppets, good pop as well.
0: Really big pop, yeah. I, I enjoyed that. And then... Um, of course, you know, Austin Theory is going to be teamed with Alpha Academy and they got the reaction that they needed and it was, you know, everybody felt really into it. It didn't really feel like a pre-show match. Can I just
1: say, I've been to the last three wrestling events I've been to, Austin Theory has been at all three of them.
0: Uh, well, it, it, he's the future, I guess. You know.
1: Progress, that Raw event and now Clash of the Castle.
0: Yes. Now we'll see more of Austin, obviously, later on. Oh well, yeah, we will. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, no, I enjoyed it. You know, it was it was it was really good for what it was. The um the blockbuster that Montez gives mm. to I think it was I think it was Gable or it must have been theory, but yeah, to the outside of the ring was, you know, amazing. Really fun match and it's it it really did set everybody up. And then it was that kind of like time where I could actually sit down and be like, okay, here we go. Like try and sinking it all in. And I'm like, you know, I'm looking around and stuff and then we hit zero and we get the intro package to the show.
1: Well, last half or so, they, they had on the screen how long it was until the show. Yeah. And they did the old ten, nine. Yeah,
0: everybody, yeah. But yeah, we, we go pretty much as soon as that video package is started, we go straight into the first match, which is the women's six, uh, six women's match. Um, the, what, what they're now called uh, damage control. Yep. Bailey, E.O. Sky, Dakota Kai taken on Raw Women's Champion Bianca Belair um Oscar and Alexa Bliss. So you know, everyone makes their entrances. What I was really intrigued to see was because of how loud it was mm. in that stadium, and it and honestly, it kept up for pretty much most of the night. I would say ninety five percent of the night, that same level was there.
1: I don't think it, I don't think there was a quiet ish moment.
0: There was from where I was. There might but be... we'll, we'll come to it, and I'll and I'll, I'll say why. Yeah. Um. But I was intrigued to see how loud this would come across on TV. Yeah, and a lot of it really does come across really loud, and it is you know it's a really great atmosphere. But I honestly can't like explain enough how much louder it was there in person. Like it, it, the t- like what you heard on TV does not do it justice. Bailey's entrance, oh, oh sorry, the damage control's entrance is probably the first testament to that because you you first on TV you're first hearing those. Hey, hey, Bailey. Yeah, everyone's singing it. Yeah. And you hear that for the first time, like kind of at just at the very start of that match. But it, it was happening through the entrance and it was so loud, I didn't hear the music. Hmm. So I don't know what was like going on with the... like. I get, Obviously, they tweak the audio, don't they, for TV, yeah. but it was loud. Um, I don't think they expected that.
1: Even no, though Maybe didn't...
0: not, no. Maybe that's why it wasn't there it, initially in the entrance.
1: Because at first I was like, it's not a good look if the biggest heel in the match is getting cheered over the champion who's a big baby face.
0: And it was the whole match as well. Yeah. And I don't think it was necessarily the crowd obviously disliked Bianca or anybody anything oh, like that. No, no. But, but if, we just everybody just loves Bailey.
1: Yeah, it's kind of, and then I remembered whatever time they used to do UK shows like Raw, SmackDown, whatever. She got the she got love.
0: Yeah, Bailey's really well liked over here, and she did an excellent job throughout the match of you know playing it down as the heel, but. It's, it's weird because she she couldn't really hide in her face she did her best yeah but there were just points she she couldn't really completely hide in her face like how cool that moment was because oh, yeah. <laughs> and it was it was and it was just so loud and it you know that quite a few of them popped up i was like straight in with it i was shouting and you know and i i was singing it and I was singing at the top of my lungs <laughs> and i could barely hear myself that's how loud it was But the sound for me, probably very different to where you were, because you're kind of like, you was up in one of the top tiers, right? Like opposite the, to the side, but it's like opposite the entrance ramp. You were like next to where like the hard camera was. The right
1: side of the the hard camera, top, top.
0: uh, Which for those interested, by the way, where the hard camera was, the stadium where there was no seats there was literally just the big, the the Welsh flag over everything, wasn't it? Um, And he had the police officers that were bored all night because there was never, no drama. Apparently something happened at the end. At the end we'll get to it. But, yeah, it was... For me, because I was... I I had the overhang, um, which, again, you can see from some of the videos I took her up on uh, the TMOF uh, Wrestling YouTube. But you can sort of see, like, I'm in the overhang bit, like, where the monitors are and stuff like that, and it traps a lot of the sound in. And that whole section, it was thunderous. Um, Mm -hmm. But, yeah, this was a really good match. And what I liked about this, because we said we weren't sure, like... You know, there's only six matches announced. And... We kind of figured maybe there'd be more, but it looks like Triple H is probably going in that direction where you don't get as many matches on a on a uh, a premium live event, in no. favor of kind of like the NXT way where everything got a lot of time.
1: Yeah, I think, but they, I think they've been doing that for a while since they come back to audience.
0: Yeah, and the show itself is is three and a half hours, which is a, yes. a good time for a, a wrestling show. You know, a big show. Yeah, Six
1: matches in three and a half hours, which was
0: yeah, really good.
1: Well, seven, if you seven in. Four hours really? You by? Pretty sure.
0: uh, yeah, I mean I guess. But not, you, you can't really count that. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Imagine if um, other companies could do things like that.
0: We <laughs> we're not talking about all of that on this one. That's that's at least a week's worth of podcast. Yeah. Yeah, this was it it was really good. I like the amount of time it got and I think our prediction came true. We said yeah. that Bianca would probably take the actual pinfall.
1: I don't think she would, I thought it'd be bliss or
0: Oh, okay. So are that, do I get double points on that prediction? Because I said Bianca would take the pin.
1: No.
0: I'm getting, I am, I'm taking double points, everybody. So you can, but, you, um, you can deal with that. I've got a fun fact for you as well.
1: Is it what I think it is?
0: I don't know, what do you think it is?
1: First time in 300 days that Bianca's been pinned?
0: It was, yeah. First time in, um, it's a, well, over a year, actually. It's more than 300. Because the last yeah. time she was pinned on a premium live event was, of course, SummerSlam with the squash from Becky. So that will be over a yeah. year ago. Um, just over.
1: I thought of all the people in that match. I thought Dakota Kai had the uh, breakout personally because they gave her a lot of good stuff.
0: Yeah, she had a lot that to to sort of do in there. I think aside from obviously the the sheer unbridled love for Bailey um, from all of us there in the stadium, the um, it was it was actually EO Sky from my section that was getting most of the. The attention aside from Bailey, there was but, a lot of EO chance. Um, they never quite caught on. You don't really quite hear no, them on camera. But I'm just saying,
1: the, if you go by the wrestling itself, I thought the Kai was the one that they were.
0: She well, she had a lot of time in the ring, didn't she? Yeah. Bailey was was really selling that whole like she's a heel. She does that thing where everyone because there's a lot of we won Bailey chances. Yeah. When she actually get gets tagged in, and everyone cheers. She looks around like they're all cheering. So then she just immediately tags out. That's
1: good. That's good heel work. I
0: just yeah, I just started laughing because I, I was like, "That's brilliant." If but yeah, Dakota Kai gets a lot of time in that match.
1: If there's one thing, one person I don't think got did too well was Bliss. It felt like she didn't do a lot.
0: I feel like I feel like the person that didn't do the most amount, aside from Bailey, was was Bianca. But but, but that was on, deliberate, exactly because they were stopping her from being tagged in. I, I think that but I I don't I wouldn't have said that I thought Alexa didn't do a lot. But it didn't feel like she had like
1: a a moment that was memorable.
0: I I, I feel like she was in there longer than Oscar. Um, um,
1: best thing about listening watching it back with the commentary was Michael Cole mentioning that EO and Oscar a
0: yeah, the tag team with... Um, a, a Japanese tag team. Well, that they feuded over there because they had history, but the yeah. EO teamed with her sister, Mio.
1: Yeah, do you think that... Because it's one of those things they go, well, if it was Vincent Manor, they wouldn't have mentioned it, but they, they might have said they have history in Japan, that would
0: be it. No, I, I can't... No, yeah, but they wouldn't have gone in depth.
1: But I'm, I'm interested in a one-on-one between them two anyway.
0: There's a lot of good stuff you can have coming out of that, but I guess this... You know, the the outcome of the match is that um, Damage Control win. Bailey does pin... Bianca Belair, so I guess that does make her the number one contender. Should be, yeah. And off the back of Raw, which was I mean, we're recording this now on um Tuesday sixth of September. So Raw happened last night. Obviously big return from Braun and lots of cool stuff. Again, Raw was really good. Um damage controller on there, still doing their thing. I, I think Bailey probably is gonna be the next contender for Bianca. Um and I like that because there's genuine um, you know, that really could go either way. Yeah,
1: because before she got injured, there was Bailey and uh, Bianca in a feud.
0: Yeah, this I, I like it. We're picking it up, but that was a really good fun match, and it was yeah. the one I was looking forward to the least. So it really picks up more. For, and when I say looking forward to the least, I wasn't it wasn't I wasn't looking forward to it, but compared to the other matches, it was the one I was least invested in. Let's, I'll say that, but it gripped me. It was a really good, solid match and a, a really, really good opener. Yeah, but it does bring us then to your second match of the night. Oh, yes, it does. So, as well for those who have, who maybe haven't been to a live show before as well, what you see on TV, so when you get the adverts for Peacock, when it starts showing you, I think it was like the Cody thing come up after that, didn't yeah, it? Yeah, there was,
1: a, it was Cody, they did Becky Lynch later on. Yeah, all of shows. that is also
0: playing in there as well, on that amazing, um, like led screen oh, above the ring
1: i like that i mean it...
0: you got the full view of that i i couldn't see the whole thing quite properly from where i was again because that overhang so I, I could still sort of see it but i kind of had to duck down a bit to see what was on it and sometimes you do kind of like did you find yourself having to like try and stop yourself looking at the screen oh yeah because it happens a lot there right there were
1: some there were some points where where i was where you couldn't really see
0: what's could... going on at ringside yeah. particularly yeah there's, there's
1: bits you can see like you could i saw pretty much every move was done yeah. but there were some bits where it was a bit harder to see because it was in the wrong corner. Or
0: the biggest thing for me with it is because when you're when you're static and you're watching it from that one angle, you're not seeing like when it's presented on TV, you don't see the facial expressions yeah. so much, and that's and you know that that tells half the story sometimes, and so you do find yourself looking at it. It's kind of like when you're watching films and stuff with subtitles on, like you you know. You don't need the subtitle. You can hear it just fine, but you just find your eyes constantly keep going back to the subtitle just because they're there. And it is yeah. a bit like that. And you do kind of like, it's. it takes a little while to be like trying, you know, luckily, like I say, like a lot of kind of half, it would be blocked out from where I was sitting. And obviously when I'm stood up, I couldn't see it at all. And I, do, I was standing up a lot, like at points where everybody would stand up and it was especially in the main event. Yeah. Can, but, I, um,
1: can I just go back to one thing about the women's six men, six women, do it. Six men. So yeah. Um, <laughs> watching God. it once, once again watching it back I'm not sure if because of the statement itself but Bailey was giving a lot of instructions yes it like, I'm not sure if it was like telling them where their, their spots are what they're spots to do or if they're supposed to come in or not but it was a bit a bit too obvious
0: Um, to a degree but I I don't think it was I, I don't think it come across like a bad because it just come across like she's the leader yeah. which she is so
1: but I don't, like I said, I don't, I don't want to say it was like someone missed time or something, or they were in the wrong spot. But yeah,
0: oh, it was good. It was a really, really solid opener. But yeah, we we come to that second match, mm-hmm. the Intercontinental Championship champion Gunter defending against challenger Sheamus, who was again kind of built like a another like the hometown sort of one, yeah, because yeah. he's he's just over the pond sort of thing in Ireland. So. Big thing for um well we'll, we'll just to get Shame entrance out of the way. Obviously he comes out with um uh with Butch. Yes, who's kind of slowly morphing into Pete Dunn but Only when he wrestles. When not. he wrestles, yeah. Well he's got the older attire back, hasn't
1: he? Yeah, I like to think it's just more than that one one off did. Well,
0: yeah. yeah, I I think it probably will be. And of course, um Rich Holland. So they're out there waiting for Gunter Ludwig. Kaiser comes out, obviously he's cutting that promo.
1: The the guy behind him.
0: The guy behind him. I did see that on the screen. I started laughing doing the the wanker, the wanker sign. sign. Yeah, that was funny. Um, and it's still but, on the
1: network, so that's that's fine because probably don't. Know there's there's a
0: lot of the wanker stuff on there yeah. actually. Yeah, I mean it's it's very British. You know, we, it's what we do, isn't it? But um, <laughs> uh, crumpet humour. That's what they call it. Some of it. That's what it gets called. Crumpet humour.
1: That sounds like an American thing.
0: I've never even had a crumpet. Really? Never.
1: You're not living life, man.
0: No, what do you mean? I'm not living life. I don't. I'm not part of your stereotype. Well, I'm a free, free man. I don't eat no crumpet. You should do. I don't eat no queen. Wait, what? Um, so, um, yeah, that was funny. But then, big, big thing before even Gunther comes out. The, you, ret- the return. Yeah, Imperium's back. Imperium's back. Uh, he's he's not Fabian Ike still. He's no, still going by the NXT. He, Giovanni?
1: Giovanni. Is it? Yeah, it's Giovanni, but I can't remember his, his second name. Because um, for me, it was the audio wasn't the greatest, sometimes with the microphone. So I didn't really hear, oh, this is Gio, until I saw oh, it on the screen. okay.
0: I mean, I could hear the mic stuff really clearly. It was the music that seemed quieter for me, like entrance music was quieter. But the mic stuff was, was coming across really clear. But then where I was sat was obviously kind of like, just above the entrance ramp and off to yeah. the side, um, but yeah, it's th- it was amazing. Everybody's chanting Walter. You don't hear that in the. Um, watch it. well, I I didn't hear it when I was watching it back.
1: No, but when you watch it back on the network, you hear you hear the Walter chants. And Michael Cole says, "All oh, the crowd uh, talking about Gunther's past." Yeah. Which I thought was pretty funny.
0: They did a great job, actually, on commentary. In retrospect, of, of acknowledging what the crowd was doing, Can we, and it was a it, it was such a white hot crowd.
1: What we should say before that match, they showed footage of British Bulldog v. Bret Hart for '92 Summer Slam.
0: Oh, was that before this one? Oh, yeah, of course it was. Yeah, because for the Intercontinental yeah. Title, yeah, of course.
1: And um, they said members of British Bulldog's family and Bret Hart, but they showed Bret Hart.
0: They only showed Bret. So I was waiting to see British Bulldog's daughter. Who she was, was definitely there? there. She was definitely there. Um, but yeah, you're right. The camera didn't go to anybody from British Bulldog's family, but it did go to Bret Hart. And that who was, was smiling? Who was smiling? Uh, how can you not smile when sixty two thousand plus were cheering? Yeah,
1: he was. All, he always says like Europe was his, like the crowd were more his favourite outside of Canada. Yeah,
0: because yeah. he was so. Lo- I'm. Yeah, it's. I can I've completely forgot. Because I, I thought it come after, but yeah, you're right. It came. It was just before the Intercontinental match, but. Apologies, this is a little bit all over the place, because yeah. this really is all just off the cuff, and we're just going off of our own experience now, yes. aren't we? But I, I yeah, outside I mean, it, it was just such a pop. Like I would say the top three pops of the night, like for for individual talent. Yeah. Bailey, I won't include as a pop because it was more just everybody this it was a sing along, right? But at the very top was Drew, obviously. Yes. Very, very close behind him was Edge yeah very close behind him was edge and honestly behind edge it was brett that was a it, like from where i was it was thunderous Definitely. that that cheer for brett hart when he come up on screen and everybody was was chanting thank you brett and i think you can kind of hear it but again doesn't do it justice to how loud it was in there um but that was a that was awesome because we said it would be awesome if he was there
1: and... i think because i think he's there it's little anyway. things
0: like that that really kind of made it special. Yeah, being there, like it was. That was it was incredible. There was only
1: one person that was in Cardiff that should have been there, but we'll...
0: which one was that? What Taker? Taker, yeah, yeah. Taker didn't show up. No, it is what it is. You know, it doesn't. Doesn't really mean, it. I, doesn't, I, doesn't I it understand.
1: Me. What I understand because would you want Undertaker or Mark Carraway? You want the Undertaker?
0: <sighs> yeah, I mean, I guess. I, I honestly, he, honestly, he wasn't up, bothered. He
1: showed up for Ric Flair's last, last. Match, but
0: not... <laughs> is his last one. Let's not kid ourselves.
1: But let's get to the match, because...
0: Yeah, oh, the match, my God. What can you even say about it that's not already been said? Like, you just look anywhere, and everyone's telling you how good this match was. And Can I just say... Incredible. L-
1: like I like was saying, I was top tier. I'm not expecting to hear anything, really, apart from the ring. I heard pretty much every chop.
0: Every chop was audible. Hmm. That's not a joke. And this is at this stadium, there were 62,000 in there, rabid crowd, everyone making noise. And we both from different areas of the stadium heard Gunter chop Seamus. Yes. And to put that into perspective, watching it back and hearing how loud, like, some of the, like, say, in the women's match in that first, in the opener, Mm -hmm. like, a lot of the screams and shouts and stuff from the ladies in the ring, I heard none of that. No. I couldn't hear screaming, I couldn't hear shouting or anything from the ring. I couldn't hear anything audible from people's mouths. No. But I heard those chops. And and to- And I'll tell you what else I heard that wasn't a chop. That clothesline, that shoot clothesline at the end <laughs> that finished Seamus, I heard that. Wow. There was a point in the match, I can't remember what chop it was. It might it was either the one where <laughs> Gunter little- chopped him off of the turnbuckle to the outside of the ring, or it was just one of the ones where he was in the turn I think it was one where he's just in the turnbuckle. And it's loud on the TV, so you'll probably know which one it is if you watch when you watch it again. But yeah. Gunter chop Sheamus—I'm not joking—it sounded like a gunshot. Oh
1: yeah,
0: it did. It did. It was—it was so loud. It was that loud. I just started laughing. I just—I just—I was just laughing. Like, good you, God! Speak, speak, like, speaking of loud,
1: I'm going to say it now because it happened like, you nearly every match. Whenever there was a pyro
0: noise, the big bang, people jump. People jumped. Yeah. <laughs> we had it because um, not many people jumped, but the one they did jump for, I think, was in... Um, did the Judgment Day have one? Yes. Yeah, I think it was Judgment Day's one because they weren't expecting to I it wasn't expecting theirs. that one. Yeah, so people did jump for that one. Um, but yeah, no, this, this match. If this doesn't go down as one of the greatest Intercontinental Championship matches, um, A, this year which isn't hard. B, of the last decade, which still probably isn't that hard, but of all time, maybe. (laughs) C. I I think it's really, really up there. And some of the older stuff, you know, back in the day when... Because they they was acknowledging this on commentary as well, I noticed that... uh, I think it was Michael Cole, again, with another corker of a line, but saying about how the Intercontinental Championship used to be the workman's title and really putting it over. And now we do kind of feel like with Gunter as champion... We, we could be sort of in a a position now where actually that championship might actually start meaning something again. Um, because Gunter is kind of like, he's, he kind of reminds me of, it, of Roman. Like Gunter hasn't really lost much in his career. No,
1: he's um he's not lost since he's come up to the main roster. He barely lost an NXT.
0: No, I, exactly. Apart
1: I, from, from draganoff he might have lost like one more, one match.
0: He doesn't. He's one of those. He doesn't lose often. So when he will, when he does lose, that's going to be a big deal. And I love that. And again, this was very similar to the kind of, um, I suppose, like how the Drew McIntyre and Roman Reigns match was kind of marketed. James is coming home. He's looking to become a Grand Slam champion. continental Championship is the one title he's never held. Once he's got it, he'll be the super duper Grand Slam, whatever it was. Yeah, he said, because champion. he's the
1: only person who's not because there's a lot of Grand Slam champions but a lot of them never won like the world heavyweight title right or, like, exactly the universal or is that universal title has he won the universal no he's not
0: won the universal title no
1: but he's won like the, every title
0: pretty much during like his run which yeah. you know stems all the way back to uh, the WWE CW. 2009 8 or 9 I think it's, uh, yeah it's a long time you know it's, it's he's been there quite a long time but yeah, this, you know, it was built up. That, that was the, the kind of premise for it. Even how the match started, though, as well.
1: I loved it. And then, you know, and that it,
0: it brawl starts and then those two are just stood in the ring, just still like buildings, like skyscrapers yeah. just stood there, and locked that, onto each other, not even looking at anything and, else no, going they around. They him.
1: did that a couple of weeks ago on SmackDown, but that was out Giovanni. They mm. just had Kai, um, Ludwig getting destroyed by Butch and Rich Holland just trying to stop him, but yeah.
0: This, it was, it, it was brilliant. I don't, obviously, like we said, British Bulldog versus Bret Hart, main event, SummerSlam 1992 in Wembley Stadium, um, it, it is argued as the best SummerSlam main event of all time. And that was for the Intercontinental <coughs> Championship. Bless you. Um, but, you know, it's really, it's difficult to fill those shoes yes. for that match probably impossible in some regards. This match didn't need to try and fill it. It just needed to be good. And this was one of those matches I think everybody was really looking forward to. I think we all had a good feeling. We all kind of knew what we were going to get. Oh, yeah. And you know what, damn it? We got it. Because yeah. it was exactly what you would thought it would be and more. There wasn't a lot of wrestling. It didn't need it. It didn't need it. No, you're absolutely right. And that is what made this brilliant because it was so different. Every Almost every match on here was very different to one another. Yeah. Although... The Sheamus and uh, Gunter dynamic is very similar to the Drew McIntyre and Roman Reigns one. It was still a very, very different match, and my personal match of the night. Overall, I think the same for a lot of people. I think everyone did, yeah. A lot of people. I
1: saw, I, there are there are matches that got close, and obviously the people thought other matches
0: were sure.
1: But uh, it's because of the brutality, the story they told.
0: That's I've, that's the nail on the head right there. Actually, it, it's the, it was brutal. The match is brutal.
1: Yeah. In all the
0: in all the good ways and all the right ways, this, it's a brutal, brutal match. This was the
1: Dragunov, Gunter slash Walter match, but someone his own size and probably bigger.
0: Yeah, yeah. Well, Which, Sheamus is, I think, especially now. I mean, because yeah. Gunter has lost an incredible I, amount I, of weight, and he looks, he's you know, look at like pictures of him. Yeah. Probably ago. during the the Dragunov, the first Dragunov encounter that everyone raved about. I, I watched that again. He looks like a different person. And I watched
1: that again because I was thinking. I've not watched it in a long time. I remember it being really good, and I watched it again. It's still good.
0: It's Gunter and Sheamus. I tell you what, I I, I want to see more of that. But yeah, Sheamus's chest is like bleeding within the first few minutes. Yeah, it. it was it was it was it was brutal. Honestly, I thought I, genuinely, I think that's amazing. Another thing, uh, I've got an interesting fact for you about this one as well. I Unless you want to guess it.
1: What the first IC title defense on the big show?
0: That's it. That was the first Intercontinental Championship defence on a premium live event since Wrestlemania 37. Night 2. Night 2. Big E wins the title from Apollo. Oh, he doesn't win it, does he? The other way around. The other way around. Of course it is. Apollo, like- Apollo uh, Crews. This is not Nigerian. Apollo Crews wins the title from Big E in the Nigerian drum match.
1: Which was the debut or re-debut of... Um-
0: commander aziz yeah yeah think about that that was over that's well over a year ago
1: 15 months
0: no not your than maths that. is incredibly longer awful than that.
1: yeah 17 months 18 months
0: um well september,
1: well september till april
0: yeah so about 17ish months 17 18 months we'll say cuz you think about that's the Intercontinental Championship. The one that used to be Not f- been defended on a premium live event in 17 months. And it
1: was a title <laughs> that got defended, like, every month in the 90s. And-
0: exactly, yeah. So that's what I mean. I, I, I feel like if you're going to kickstart that belt meeting summit again, like, that match is how you do it.
1: It'd be like having a TV title not defending it on TV. Oh,
0: wait. <laughs> Look, we're not here to talk about <laughs> AEW. <laughs> this match... I mean... Do you want to go back to the old school, giving it ratings or what? Well, if we are, we should give the women's six. I give the women. I, I to, for everybody new. Um, I'm kind of. I'm a bit weird. So, yes. aren't we all? I just don't like doing star ratings. It's just everyone does them. So I go by trophies because I'm, I'm a trophy man. What can I say? I'm an achievement man actually because I yeah. play Xbox. But Dickhead. you can't really give achievement. Well, I meant to give it fifty G. Um, well, hang on.
1: You could do. Right,
0: no, I was going to say you can't do 100G or whatever. So bronze, silver, gold, platinum. And uh, sometimes I you've got to mould them together and make two. Yes. Um, that first match was... Um, th- a lot of this is biased because you're there live. That's and the, the experience that's the, that's is gonna different.
1: The, that's going to be the thing.
0: If... It was gold for me in the sense that being there live, watching it back, probably silver. Yeah. I'll tell
1: you but,
0: but, but being there live in person for the Bailey stuff gold. But this match... Is double platinum. Oh, that is, I've never given a double platinum. No, That's, you, and it's just happened. Well, can you even do that? It's one of the best matches i do It's certainly the best match I've ever seen live. I'd say so. Easily the best match I've seen live.
1: If it's not a five star, then you just gotta go over five. Then
0: if Dave met Dave, listen, mate, you give that anything under five, he will delete Twitter. Because you don't, you you, just get off it, mate. Get off it. Um,
1: The women's women's for me was like a three and a quarter. Oh,
0: look at your quarters, look. (laughs) No one wants it. No one needs it. No one wants
1: platinum. They want they want the actual
0: stars. (laughs) And then
1: yeah, I'm gonna give it a five and a half.
0: Oh, it was incredible. Honestly, go and watch it. And there's
1: we we should talk about some things like I did not think he would hit the count. was it Cross?
0: Cross, yeah.
1: I've not seen him do that in ages.
0: No. That got a big pop. Yeah. And disc- Seamus himself got a big pop. And then at the end, that was a genuine, genuinely organic standing ovation. Yeah. Like, I realised I was doing it. You know, I've, I've never been anywhere where I've been a part of a standing ovation for somebody. Like, on, on that scale, at least, anyway. And... From where I was sat, again, like, because at the end of a match, everyone would stand up anyway, right? Because people are making their way up the ramp and everyone wants to get that view of them. Because, you know, but when they're making their way up the ramp, like on TV, you're seeing, like, the you know the next advert and stuff. Yeah. But they're coming up the ramp and we're all cheering and, you know, waving and stuff, like when people are walking up. Um So everybody's kind of naturally standing up anyway. But we all sort of stood up ready. You know, Gunter and Imperium are walking up the ramp. And we stayed stood up and Seamus just was, like, looking around in the ring. And you just couldn't help but just start clapping because like what we've just seen was, was amazing like yeah. it was it was genuinely such it was a moment it really was a moment.
1: Did that feel like it was like a um this is the last time I'm gonna be wrestling in this in the country or whatever
0: no I didn't get that at all I think we... I, think I got that if, if anything I got that that was like that was the start of something new
1: but if it, it felt like a push for he's got to be a face now
0: Oh he's got to be a face now you can't you can't be here after that. But not 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 anytime soon. Knowing anyway. that Extreme
1: Rules is next next event, would you have a six man, like six man Belfast Brawl, ever, or do you have a Belfast Brawl type?
0: I'd love to see actually. Just yeah, just have them do like their own
1: Give them weapons fight
0: to, night, whatever yeah. you want to. Yeah, exactly. Just let's see what happens. I mean, not that they need it for it to be a great match, but it adds a bit of spice to it, doesn't it? Yeah. I'm I'm all up for it. Um, but there's more video packages played. Um... Do they do, they show, I can't remember if it was here or not, but they do show what I thought was really cool, Adrian Street.
1: Yeah, and his, I didn't know it was his manager, because once again, I couldn't really hear what they were saying, and then I heard Adrian Street. Yeah. Which I forgot, who, who I forgot.
0: The, 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 Cole really did his homework, actually, yeah. on not just British wrestling, but like on Wales in general, because again, going back to the opening for the women's match, he makes a, a reference to, I think it was in that match, or it might have been, no, it wasn't, sorry, it was in... It was in this next match, actually. But he makes a reference to Wales was the only place in the UK that would show women's wrestling during the 1980s. Yeah. And he makes that reference on commentary, I think, during one of the entrances for the SmackDown women's title. But yeah, Adrian Street, he, Cole, Cole also does reference at the beginning of the show he references Big Daddy and Giant Haystacks yeah. and things like that but yeah Adrian Street was there and I, somewhere behind him I think was Johnny Saint Johnny Saint, which I didn't
1: I didn't realise until I heard on commentary. yeah
0: I didn't clock it at the time but Johnny Saint of course has been has made appearances on NXT UK yeah
1: he was the GM which now that NXT UK is going to be Europe I don't know if he's going to stay or not I, I, I don't know what's yeah. going to happen but one thing I thought Adrian Street looked like he could go and he's probably in his 70s and 80s
0: you have got to be J- bloke must be in his 90s he looked like he could, he could still go no? right Let's, Ashley, I'm going to Google right now how old Adrian Street is. And if you if you genuinely think, he, th- this is why Ric Flair had one more match, mate. No, we just, don't need to be doing but it. But I mean,
1: like, in the shape he was in, he looked like he could go. Shape he was in? He looked like he was fucking... He's
0: 81 years old, Ashley. It looked like he could still go. He <laughs> looked like he was in good shape. He's 81. Sorry? He probably beat me up, I'm not saying no, that. Yeah, That's but... what I him to do. <laughs> book it we'll have a, uh let us sell are you trying <laughs> anyway um, we come to third match of the night yes. and this is for the Smackdown Women's Championship Liv Morgan defends against Shayna Baszler so uh, going back to what I said earlier I said that for 95% of the night the crowd was white hot and the volume it stayed at that really high loud level or it got louder this was where it did come down a bit.
1: Yeah, um, it was in the wrong spot. Really. Not the wrong spot, I'm just saying it was what, the wrong yeah,
0: spot. What, what could you have put on afterwards? It's the same as anything. After seeing what we saw, we weren't burnt out, but it was just we needed that time for it to register. And it is a shame, but I think Liv and Shayna still put on a good match.
1: This was the only match where it looked better on TV than it wasn't live. For me, anyway.
0: I liked what I was seeing live, but it's just, it was difficult to kind of really get into it because I was reeling from Seamus and Gunter, Yeah. And the one thing that I, I'm going to say, like, I don't know, I, I might get heat for this, but I, I actually, by the end of the night, I was a heat magnet anyway, mm-hmm. and we'll get there. Um But I didn't, I, I did you see, you see the beach ball come out? Yeah, I can see it. I don't think it was on TV. I don't think that it was shown. No, it was on, it was on the
1: wrong side. For it to be on camera,
0: it would have been hard cam. It would have been yeah. Where but the it, was hard
1: like, cam. it was to the left, it wouldn't have
0: been on. It. Oh, see, I couldn't tell how far along it was because it was just I. I just knew it was there, but I saw it go up in the air, and I, I just turned to Daryl and I just I just said like, oh man, I don't like that. Like, because the crowd was already kind of quiet for this one, and it wasn't their fault. Like, no. it's nothing to do with them. It was it, this really just was following such an amazing match we just needed that we just needed that time to just kind of like you know regroup um, you know the match as well didn't outset its welcome it was still the shortest match of the card but it was like 11 minutes 11-12 minutes or yeah. something but I, I just I was a bit like you know man like that's that's a bit much like I, everyone wants to have a great time and you know I'm not going to stop anyone having a good time but again at the expense of people that have flown like halfway across the world to come and put on a good show for us like yeah. I, I just think it's a bit disrespectful it didn't last very long um, security like that guy honestly like it he was like space invaders the, the security guy was like up and down the aisle a bit and he just anticipated where the ball was going to be and he was right there grabbed it put it under a seat and then sat on it yeah. <laughs> and that was the end of that that got shut down um but that got a lot of cheers when the security guy um took it because people ju- it was just annoying like, i don't want to you know it's I ju- again it's disrespectful people might think i'm a bit of a party pooper or whatever for it but you know, at the end of the day, I don't care. That's two women, put, you know, putting their bodies on the line, trying to entertain us, and you want to piss about with a inflatable well, ball.
1: One thing I thought would have, right, I didn't think it until like afterwards was I'm surprised there was no inflatable sheep being it being Wales and what the joke is.
0: Yeah, I just you know what's weird though about what, like being there. I didn't really see that many Welsh people.
1: We we were come we where we were. We were surrounded by Scottish people. Really. The,
0: I, where I was it was mainly English to be fair like it was it was mainly English um I did hear quite a lot of Scottish people yeah I didn't really see that many Welsh people and it's not because they obviously weren't there but again like this is first show over here in 30 years the UK is going to get there so you know it wasn't going to be a fully a fully Welsh crowd and there and believe it or not you know for our friends in the state there is a difference between Wales Scotland England Ireland yeah. and Northern Ireland like I saw
1: a German flag it might have been during Gunther's entrance, it was
0: yeah. I saw which is he's Austrian. Yeah,
1: which is, but they would call German. Don't they? There was a kid in the crowd that they showed that had a Turkish shirt. Yeah, that doesn't mean he was from Turkey. I'm not just saying they had a Turkish shirt. I guess there was a few Americans that turned up.
0: Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised, and there definitely would have been people from you know I mean, be further people people out in Europe. World. Yeah, all around Europe. But you got to think, you know, people from France and Spain and. The, those people on the coast there, you know, on that border, they're going to, it's a lot easier for them to come over to Wales for a show than it is for to go over yeah. to the US. So, you know, there would have been a lot of people. But mainly it was kind of, it was the Brits, really.
1: Yeah. Um, one thing about Liv's entrance for me, I'm not sure if it was because of the beach ball at the time, but I had a mixed reception for Liv.
0: The beach ball wasn't there during the entrance, it came out mid-match. So it definitely wasn't there. I sh- got a mixed. Re- I, I heard mixed reception for Liv. But I'm
1: not sure if that was because of the character that they're portraying on TV or they just it's just one of those crowd things.
0: One I'll tell you one really interesting way to gauge like how people come across is listen to the kids. Yeah. So there's a lot of kids around, like especially in my area, there was a lot of kids and they were loud and they're they're in your ear. I don't mind it. They're kids. Do you know what? If I was, I never got to go to anything like that at their age. And if I went to something like that, I was quite a shy kid, like when I was younger. So depending on if there was like other kids around and stuff, like you know, and I'd be a bit more out of my shell. I'd be shouting and screaming for all my heroes and favorites. Yeah. It don't bother me. That it's it's a moment they'll remember for the rest of their lives, and I'm all for it. But if you listen to them kids, who they cheer for, that like it's weird because in a way, like it kind of takes you back to like, do you remember when you just watched wrestling and you just bought it all and. You just enjoyed everything.
1: Yeah, that was a long time ago,
0: <laughs> and it's a long time ago. But it's just like you just—I don't know. It's there's a bit, there's a part of me, and it just—it was nice in a way. I
1: just want, I... Um,
0: but they—they they were cheering Liv. They're—they're they're seeing it as that Liv is the good one. Shane is very clearly the baddie, and Liv's very clearly the goodie. You know, and it's it. I, I think it's more from us because we we saw that like you know, well, hang on, Ronda kind of got a bit screwed there, and now Ronda's kind of going back to that. She kind of seems like. A cool badass again yeah you know especially like the night before we see a mess up Adam Pearce which was a great segment by the way mm, it was. really enjoyed that um, but I, I think overall the reception was made largely positive it's just the crowd in general was a bit whew. Yeah, that's all I think it was
1: can I just say also um, my biggest problem with that whole thing was seeing Leon Edwards on the screen because I'm a UFC fan
0: <laughs> yeah because I went that's Leon Edwards that's it he was there, and he Next to Tyson of, Fury as well. They played into the fact that he had also been sort of helping out Lid a little bit because they showed that she was doing. You know, she was training for Shayna by um, training with Riddle yeah. f- to get the MMA background, and then they show that segment of her talking with Leon Edwards. And um, we also did, as I think, by this point as well, get that little t- kind of tease with um, Reigns and Tyson Fury in the back talking to Drew, each other. Yeah, but
1: because it was funny, which, which
0: was meant to be a thing because Drew and Tyson have gone back and forth on Twitter quite a lot. Yeah,
1: I found I found it funny that even. In the crowd, we couldn't hear what they were saying. You watch it on the network, you still don't know what they're saying. Yeah, I know. I just well, thought the, the audio point? was messed. Yeah. yeah what's, what's the point? Still, I think
0: it was just to show that, like, oh, hang on, Tyson might cost Drew, but obviously it doesn't really happen. But, we'll, but um, we'll get to the
1: match it. itself was definitely better watching it on the network than it was watching it live. It, it was very technical, more technical than I thought it was going to be, because obviously Shane has got the MMA background.
0: It wasn't as one sided no. as I thought it'd be.
1: Um, I think the right result it was clean which I was a bit surprised after what they did with the Ronda thing and the I, I,
0: I like that it was clean yeah. I think she needed that as champion it, it, she, needed she needed that it.
1: and once she won, to live Morgan than one with the strange finish really in, 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 the way the finish is done I'm not just saying it's a weird finish I'm just saying
0: okay yeah, uh, yeah.
1: and the fact they call it a code breaker before she did the um oblivion <laughs> is it oblivion oblivion
0: uh Ol- olivian is it oh, oh i think it is obliv Obli- oblivion ob- yeah obliv ob live ian ian yeah um but then yeah but- I, I my take on it i enjoyed it more live but again i enjoyed everything more live just because it was such an experience but i've, I've got to say i'll say some stuff about the actual match because i feel like i've talked about a lot of stuff that wasn't really pertaining to what they did in the ring
2: Right.
0: um like what you're saying, like it was a back and forth match. I agree with that 100. I I enjoyed this match. I think it first of all the takeaways from it is that Shayna actually getting a, a title shot at a premium live event was was really cool.
1: They mentioned a stat about that as well. Like it's been, it's probably since her match with Becky Lynch in
0: 36. Oh, there you go. So might, I, I might be wrong, but
1: it might been that long since she's had like a.
0: I wouldn't be surprised, yeah. I mean that just sounds right. like
1: a one on one opportunity. No yeah. night.
0: Well it was she was mainly tagging for such a long time, there. She Knife was like, Jax jacks. and then Natalia. Um, you know, that that was going on for a long time. But yeah, Liv really did come out looking like um I think that a, a real underdog champion. Like she's still an underdog champion and, and that's fine. Like she should be up against like a Shayna Baszler. Um but, you know, it, she she looked a lot better coming out of it this time. And I think yeah. they can stay the course and keep pushing as a face. I said last time, she is a good baby face. And I really think she will go far if they if they push it hard enough. But, um, you know, it was just unfortunate. But there was nothing that could follow Gunter and Sheamus that wouldn't be feel like it was coming down a step. Yeah. Nothing against the talent. It was a good match. But we get then the uh, tag team match between the Judgment Day right. and... We get what? Rating. Rating? Yeah. Are oh, you whispering rating at me? We're we're on the podcast. Yeah, it was not live, is it? <laughs> I don't know. Weird live. Well, I've felt. What's your rating then? Go on.
1: Uh I'll give it a 3.
0: I'll give it a silver. Okay. Next match, <laughs> so the tag match between the Judgment Day and uh, Ray Mysterio and Edge. So yeah, I mean, look, Edge's Entrance. What a moment. You've seen it on on the BT. I think it's BT Sports Channel on YouTube. It's on WBs. It's on the WWE when they show it. Obviously, Edge's Entrance comes out and we're all singing Metalingus. Again, that was so organic. Yeah. Like, I knew I was going to sing Metalingus when it came on because even when I go and see Alter Bridge, when they come over live, which again, we'll, we'll see them again in yes. uh, December, but when, when they come over to the UK and they play Metalingus, and they play it every time, and every time they play it, I'm always like, at the beginning at least, like both hands go up in the air, you know, the horns go up and, you know, you, you should get edge mode on, don't you? Yeah. And I did straight away, It come on, I was like, yeah. And then it was, oh, on this day. And then when I shouted it, everyone else was like, and it was like, whoa, we're all like, everyone did this together. And it just kept going, yeah. and I'm, everyone, and apart from that, uh, some people that kind of didn't know, like some of the in-betweeny bits and where the songs cut for through. Yeah, some
1: uh, some people didn't get all the lyrics right, but yeah. that's just us being fans, I reckon. But
0: right, exactly, but you know, I, we're we're big Alter Bridge fans anyway. But I'm then, not gonna
1: I'm not gonna lie about that but I was almost in tears because it, because it was like I can't believe this is happening.
0: It was it was one of two goose, and I mean genuine goosebump moments. It was one of two genuine goosebump moments for me that night, and just um, being stood up for it. And it, the coolest thing, because obviously Edge runs, like, side to side. And so when he when he goes over to that, that first side, which is the side that I'm on, and he was so, just so close. And I'm just, like, and I'm, like, basically just shouting down at Edge, singing at him. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, this is surreal. And, it, of course, he comes out with his mask on as well, like, which showing I solidarity. Which
1: with... I, yeah, which I didn't see until he did, before he did, like, the pose.
0: Oh, okay. No, we, I, because, I, because of where I was. Because of where you are, isn't yeah. it? Yeah.
1: But yeah, and the screen the screen didn't show a lot. And, until that moment. But mm. one thing as an Altbridge fan was like, this is probably the, like the the most people are gonna sing an Elbridge song ever.
0: And they're, and they're not even there. No. It's so strange. Mind I, you, the, I, yeah, they on, do on the first... Alterbridge Instagram account, just to say on that really quickly, because um, I think Edge put it up uh was it on there or it was on it was somewhere anyway. One of the places where it was posted, I think where Edge has posted like a screenshot of it on, on Instagram, an Alter of like the official Altarbridge account has said on there, man, this was awesome. Like, let's just do, let's play you out live already. I've like, th- Alterbridge are well up for this. I know when they'll do it. His last ever match. Last match. His last ever match. Agreed. That's,
1: that's, that, I think that's the reason why this match happened here instead of like giving it another month or two because Edge has said he's going to retire next year. And, and this, this is probably the only time he's going to come over to like. Th-
0: this is it. That was probably, and I and I think that's probably another reason we all went like so all out and just like absolutely cheered him to the moon because like that really probably is the last time we're ever going to see him.
1: Because I never thought when he came back I'd see him because I thought he'd probably, he wouldn't do like any UK shows.
0: Yeah, and then getting to see Rey
1: Mysterio also was cool because I never thought I'd
0: see. I feel a bit sorry for Ray because like that was the first time I've ever seen Ray live as well, and that was so cool. Yeah, like Ray coming out, and it's like oh man, Ray Mysterio man, like another one of those from your childhood. And it's just like, and he just, he's one of those that seems like genuinely one of the really good guys, Mm. like he's never caught up in any crap and controversy, obviously minus that really unfortunate and horrible thing that happened a few years back.
2: Yeah.
0: Um, You know, when that accident happened in the ring and stuff, but like, you know, Ray just seems like such a genuinely, just a really nice guy. And it's so rare seeing that in wrestling. And um, yeah, it was, it was awesome seeing him and Dominic come out together but man, that Edge entrance, it just blew everything away. And it's what I love as well is like you know, like Edge's face, like when he took that mask off just looking around, like, and everyone's singing his music at him. Yeah. And it's just that smile beaming from ear to ear. And you just think, man, like you I'm a part of this. And Edge is just in there like just smiling at everything right now. Like the person underneath, like Adam Copeland, is like looking at sixty two thousand people sing at him. Um just like just so happy that he's just there. Yeah. Like what a feeling that's gotta be. What a feeling! It, it was it was amazing. And
1: then just when they come out to the other old bridge song, I, I thought they'd replaced it.
0: I still sang that one, but you know that's again old bridge. I was, but I it was very sort of like quietly to myself kind of thing. Eventually, because no one else was into it, mm-hmm. and half of the people to the right of me had all I think crapped their pants because that like I they said exposed? that bit of pyro yeah. went off, and everyone went ooh. You sure, it wasn't for,
1: <laughs> you sure they weren't scared because of Rhea?
0: I should no, well, God, I do love Rhea. <laughs> but yeah, um, th- yeah, they, they come out and anyway, I, just, it's all over the place. I said, I've just, I've got I'm so buzzed still from yeah. this show. I'm still so, I'm just flying, riding the high from it. Um, one thing I'm going to say, and I actually, I'm taking the point for this. I am. Dominic Mysterio turned heel.
1: And that was probably the biggest pop of the match.
0: It was the biggest pop aside from obviously every time Edge did anything. Yeah. Um, but this was also the first sort of point in the night for me where I think the people around me knew what kind of night they were in for yeah. because when Dominic hit edge with the low blow, and it wasn't just me to 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 credit i mean, he he was it was the same for him as well, like we were kind of yeah, Dominic hits edge with that low blow, and I barely laughed. <laughs> I just went ah <laughs> clap my hands. And I was, like, looking up to, like, wherever you... Sort of, like, the area I, I think you were probably sat in. And I clapped my hands and I was like, I just... I don't know why, because there's no way you would have heard me. Right. But I just shouted up in that direction. I fucking told you. <laughs> <laughs> Finally got a prediction. And it was... It, yeah. I, it was it was mad. But then it was that weird moment. I know we skipped the match, but the ending well, again, is we, kind we'll of the We'll get big to thing. it. We'll get to, we'll get the the get to it. But the, but the ending... I'm just getting carried away now. I've got to apologise for everyone just shouting in your ears. But, um... It was that that brief moment, you know, Ed, like Edge gives him that look, and it was like, oh, why? <laughs> <laughs> he like crumples to the mat, and then you know Ray's pushing him, like, what the hell are you doing? And it was that like, is this gonna happen? Is he gonna is he gonna hit Ray? And then, wallop! That, second that, shoot clothesline. My clothesline was amazing. It man. was bad. It was it was a bad man, Dominic. Bad man, Dominic. Is, absolutely leveled his dad. And once again, I started laughing. There were some guys sat behind me that really hated Ray. I don't know why. I'm not buying into that. I don't know how you can hate Ray, but he was coming out, and it's like, oh, look, he's wearing his mask, bloody Mexican. <laughs> and I was like, oh. well, yeah, he's Ray Mysterio. Like, is your problem with him or is it with Mexicans? Because either way, that's kind of effed up, dude. But anyway, wow. screw him. He he was hating on Ray for the sake of hating on him.
1: Were you laughing harder than the Judgment Day were?
0: Um, I didn't see that reaction until I was watching it, like, the next day. Yeah, because
1: um, that was one of the complaints that people said that they lost, yeah, they're laughing because something else happened after the match, but...
0: I, yeah, that makes it makes yeah. sense. Anyway, that wasn't the, the worst sort of instance no. of that happening
1: night. <laughs> we had behind us, like I said, we had a lot of scotch people around. After Ray gets clotheslined, you, I, can't, I can't remember if it, was a, if it was a man or a kid. It doesn't make a difference what, who said it. That's, your, da.
0: well, That's, your, they said, That's what? your dad. That's your dad. That's your dad. What a great reaction! That's your dad. <laughs> They're Irish. That
1: wasn't Irish. That was Irish. Irish.
0: It was not Irish. That's right. an insult to Irish people everywhere. I'm not. I, I'm either really good at impressions or I'm really bad at impressions. You are bad then. No, well, I. Th- you can decide that, people, folks listening. Um, yeah. Behind me, the guy that hated Ray, he, he was just he was just cheering like yes. Whereas I, I was belly laughing because it was just it was funny to me that I'd got a prediction right. <laughs> so, but yeah, it was that was a moment, and again, that was another one of those things where it's like part of history. We can say like you know you, you, we we was literally there watching that with our own eyes when Dominic finally turned. Um, but
1: it needed. It, it, uh, for a live show and for it, for it to be a canon show there had to be it felt like something big had to happen
0: yeah exactly especially because there were no title changes on the night and, no. and obviously where you thought the big one might be it did, obviously didn't happen i was but...
1: expecting like a big debut or return because it's been a lot in the last
2: month or so
0: exactly i mean because there was the rumors about wyatt and stuff as well um Look you're... I'd have been really stoked for if if something like that happened, but again, I think we've said this before, if you can try to keep that sort of stuff like to the back, you know if it happens, it's great, but don't let it affect your overall yeah, don't don't opinion because like that's how you can make something worse for yourself and you can't enjoy it sometimes as much when you're you're focused too much on what could happen and might happen as opposed to you know what is actually happening yeah.
1: don't put on Twitter we've got some big surprises or.
0: You, you, you've got can you've got to leave tony alone <laughs>
1: it's his own fault he doesn't know how to run a wrestling company
0: it's oh all right and welcome to the, uh the pro wrestling roll-up. it's myself russ with jim cornett jr um thank that, you fuck you bye <laughs> hardly boys damn fucking twinkle toes the um the match then actually yes let's get the to actual the match. match itself another moment i bloody laughed and 6-1-9? I and I mean howled six one nine. You <laughs> got it, man. Yes, it was amazing. Oh, that's our that's our impression of <laughs> what when yeah that was how loud it was when wet literally. I you should know it was coming because he just like ballers on the road, but you're like no, and he ran for it, and then me and Daryl just barely laughing because he like he hits it and it just drops with it, and it was. Do you know what it looked? It, it was obviously a very bad six one nine. Yeah. But a no one nobody ever. I've never seen anyone hit a six one nine the same way Ray does it. Claudio does a good one. It's not Ray's one, though. No, but also it's Edge doing the six-one-nine. Like, how can you not mark out for but that? I, I honestly, so
1: good. I honestly was expecting it was Tabalo, wasn't it? I was expecting him yeah. to
0: move. No, well, he dodged uh, one of Ray's ones, didn't he? Yeah. You can't dodge Edge's one. No. <laughs> it was incredible. Like Ray, Ray was on fire. Like the whole match itself. Um was kind of telling that story of like it's it's overcoming the numbers game and stuff and dominic that was what was interesting for me is that dominic kind of was already playing the part of a bit of a heel because the story going into this match was of course obviously they've been judgment day had been terrorizing the mysterios they'd already turned on edge and kicked him out in favor of balor who's kind of the um the unelected uncrowned sort of king of judgment day i guess leader well, that, of Judgment yeah, that, Day. Yeah, but like
1: this on commentary, there's no real leader. It's but.
0: but it looks like it comes across as bad. But at the same time, actually, there's an argument to be made. Maybe it's Rhea, because she's the one always in the middle and stuff. So, you know, I, I guess it depends on, on visuals. But then, you know, it, I like that this the story's got quite a lot of threads, because, you know, Judgment Day doesn't exist without Edge. And then they kick him out. Edge comes back at SummerSlam um, to save the Mysterios um, from... The, well, it was actually sort of mid-match, actually, wasn't it? But he, he comes, out, comes out towards the end of, of the tag match between the Mysterios and Judgment Day. And then, yeah, we, we get to this whole, like, you know, look, Ray's going to go up against them, but Ray feels like he needs more experience in his corner. He wants the Hall of Famer edge there. And Dominic's a bit jealous of it, and he's not very happy because he feels like it was meant to be a family thing, and Ray's saying edge is family. And that was a story, right? So it, all the seeds were there. They'd been planted, like, this is a good time for Dominic to turn. And then during the match, he's the one that actually instigates outside interference because it wasn't Rhea. No. Rhea doesn't actually t- lay a finger on anyone, it was Dominic.
1: Just only Dominic because she beats him up and then just before the finish, she.
0: Rhea dominates him. <laughs> I mean, and it's starting a lot of memes. Yeah. But she does, she brutalises him. But. The thing for me... The, well, I, I guess the thing for everyone where everyone's like, well, then why did Dominic help them win if he was going to turn hill anyway? Like, I know that's been But, asked, I, I, but... Understood,
1: I understood watching it again. I, even though, like, once again, I, I could see everything near enough.
0: Yeah, I think I know what you're going to say.
1: But he, he didn't get the credit. Yes. Edge and Ray were hugging each other and Donald just stood there like, mate, I helped you out.
0: I, I Yeah, so I didn't quite see it as, like, the credit side of things, although that makes sense. I, I just saw it more as, like, you know, he's... Edge and Ray were just like hugging each other constantly and celebrating together and Dominic was stood on the other side of the ring mm. and just sort of stood there so like, I kind of it, it felt like it was going to happen then yeah so I, I get that I, and that, that was my takeaway from it so I think it does still make sense but you know the, the match outside of that was, was great that Damien Priest does that like leap up onto the barricade when raise up there <laughs> yeah. um, and then the the actual bumpy takes again like we don't see this live because it's no. just too far away but like on the, the little yeah, well, yeah.
1: <laughs> he even though even, know, like, I could see the screen, and like, it still, it still looks funny.
0: I know, but you couldn't hear it. So no. when he was like, the next day when I watched it, and I heard him actually making the the wind noises through his cheeks, I just it, I, I, I found it funny. Ria's
1: like, come on, man, get up. I know. Did you know, Ria, you wouldn't understand. Did you know that near that section, Alfie bala's parents?
0: Yeah, have you seen the picture when yeah, he gets thrown over? They're laughing at him on the floor. <laughs> they're laughing at you. Brilliant. Absolutely class. I loved it. Yeah, this match, again, it's another one, and it was a testament to the crowd of, of how loud it was, particularly for Edge. Yeah. Um, and then, like you said, on the moment where Dominic um, turns. Of course, we've had a little bit of fallout from that now on Monday Night Raw last night, where um, Dominic is now officially lined aligned with the Judgment Day. And, um, you know, they've... I guess sort of kayfabe injured Edge's leg, um, and it kind of they they're going down like this route. I guess we're going to do a long build to Ray versus Dominic. Yeah, because where Ray doing... doesn't, he's already said he won't fight his son. No. kind of like Taker wouldn't fight Kane.
1: They're going to do Edge versus Dom.
0: Dom, Dom Mysterio.
1: What i ex- what I was expecting them to do was have Dom say, "I wish Eddie Guerrero was my dad." Could be a better dad than
0: Yeah, but there's still plenty of time, isn't there? They probably will do. We'll come to the better dad than people as well. That's coming. The um, <laughs> the, I, There's plenty of time for it, but there was the, one thing I didn't know until after this match. I'd seen someone put this online and I thought it was really interesting was the the way Dominic turned on Ray was very reminiscent of when Eddie turned on him in 2005, when he's kind of like got the hand on his shoulder
2: yeah.
0: and he looks away and then. Lays him out with the clothesline. Even the clothesline was very similar, and and I think I think all that is very deliberate. I I think oh, yeah, I Eddie. think Dominic's mullet is is a little nod towards Eddie. I think their recent um, merchandise, you know, like the kind of the art, because it's a mix of the like, Scarface and the old um, LWO. Was it? Yeah. From WCW, which was of course the um, Eddie's faction, Latino World Order. um Everything just is, is sort of pointing there. And now there's even this, this little thing where, you know, like when Judgment Day was attacking Edge on Raw and Dominic stood with Rhea, this, the woman who's been beating him up this whole time. And then in the photo, they all take together backstage. He's stood next to Rhea. And it's kind of it's given a lot of people Eddie China vibes. Yeah. I'm all, for, I'm, do you know what? I'm all for it. And that I said this weeks ago, Judgment Day feels like it's really picking up, and I think especially under Triple H now, we're going to see it really start taking shape, but there's so many different threads, because you can, I even, I even said, I turned to Daryl at one point, and I said, I love you, when, <laughs> love you Daryl, I turned to him at one point, and this was after like Dominic had walked off, and it rips his, you know, whatever, and then Ray gets to his knee, doesn't he? And he's like, begging, like, I'm so sorry, Edge. And it was like a real cool, no, a heartbreaking moment. A split second, and a part of me thought, what if Ray drops Edge That's right what now? I, I thought that as well. Yeah, did you think? I I, I thought, could you imagine? Because you said last only, week about Ray turning here. Only
1: because it reminded me of when Shinsuke did it to AJ. It near 34, was yeah.
0: it? I'm still not convinced we won't see it. I, I think it's unlikely now at this point in Ray's career he will turn heel because he doesn't really need to. But first if you're ever going to do it, I think he'll do it now, even if it's reluctantly, just to be with his son. Yes, the first because time because it depends on how this Edge and Dominic match goes.
1: Yeah, because the first time since 1999,
0: a, a heel, Rusev. Yeah. Uh, there's I'm I'm, looking, I'm this genuinely it, leaving like that coming out of that match, it's got me really pumped to see what happens with all of this stuff next. What a world we live in when can WWE's you, doing all of this booking like right this. Can lives.
1: they wait to Mania?
0: <laughs> well, you could, I suppose, couldn't you? Triple H does like a long build. A but slow build.
1: Will will they wait to Mania?
0: I guess we'll Mysterio
1: see. Mysterio
0: I guess we'll see. But then could we see Ray versus Edge at Mania? A heel Ray.
1: Time will tell.
0: Time will tell. What else are we going to tell? Our ratings? I remembered it that time. Yeah. Three and a half. I th- I'm not looking at just the match here, I'm looking at the aftermath and, and for the aftermath a, for me as a, as a match,
1: three and a half but if I was to add it on, I would have said four because of the darn bit
0: I'd, Do you know what then, I'm going to go goldenham we're between gold oh, and right. platinum it's goldenham because that, I feel like again, it's a bit biased because we were there but we that was that, that was part of history and I feel like this really is going to mean something going down the road and it was incredible This was the
1: only match that had some house show spots to me
0: Yeah Actually, do you know what? No, sorry. I'm going to go back. I'm saying Platinum. No. I am saying Platinum because even just being a part of that Edge entrance, I don't care. Yeah. I don't care. We're never going to see that ever again. Give it, go on, give it five.
1: Nah, no, I, I think I have it
0: four. Give it five. Come on, I know it wasn't the Tokyo Dome.
1: No, four, four, if four, if
0: four, it no. was Tokyo Dome, me and Daryl would still be driving there now. We would never you'd, make it.
1: Well, drive You drive all the way to Japan?
0: We're, we're making miles, brother. Making towns. Um, <laughs> just very late.
1: By, you think uh, it was like a house show match? There was only there was only match that had some house show ish spots because because of the when they whip into the corner and Ray would stop it and then Balor tried to do it to help out.
0: I liked that. But it's, yeah, but it was, and it came across really well to the live crowd. It was,
1: it was it was fun, but it was the only match that had like house show spots.
0: Isn't and, that what it's meant to be though? Yeah. At the end of the day, like it fun and and it was. It was.
1: And the six one nine from Edge just.
0: Yeah, that was the icing on the cake for it wasn't it? Brilliant. I absolutely loved it. Um, What sort of promo bits were next?
1: Well, they did like...
0: They repeated some of the adverts. Well,
1: there's the Becky Lynch one.
0: Yeah, there was a, there was a Becky one. Who could
1: be returning a bit quicker than they thought. Yeah. There was the advert for Extreme Rules. Yeah. Because that was the only time you got to see Paul Heyman.
0: Yeah. They had a few WWE shop ones as well. Yeah. Um,
1: the Core Cure. Yep. Connor's Cure. Yeah. Connors that was Cure. The, that's a good one.
0: With uh, Bianca and the Street Profits. Um, um, they also have I can't think if there was any the one. Yeah, there was, yeah. But
1: obviously this is like in between
0: every other match. Every other match, yeah. Opposite and again. Because it's best to get them out, out now because otherwise will just, probably... just... forget, yeah, because I completely forgot about the um Hart one earlier, which is atrocious. Um, but yeah, this is the, the semi-main event now. So it's uh, Blood Feud between Matt Riddle... And Seth Rollins. Um, Seth who? Seth. Freaking Rollins. Mm-hmm. Where's yours?
1: I've retired it that one. You can't
0: me. make me do it and then not do it. Freaking Rollins. No, that was close. Uh, yeah, Blood Feud. I was really looking forward to this one. I was looking forward to it.
1: After, after what happened on Raw. Yes. When they met the Cormier-John Jones spot. From, and that was like twenty. 16,
0: 17? It was brilliant, wasn't it? And yeah. it, and again, it was so oh. different to what you're used to seeing on WWE TV because it was that kind of like they come back after the break and it's like, yeah, you want to oh, talk about my family, talk about yours, and your wife left, you took your kid, they didn't want anything. Where the fuck are you? I'm going to fuck you up, bro.
1: Yeah. Like and One more one more promo we forgot about, Drew. When he did a promo basically about... It was basically like his own like promo about why it was such a big deal to be in Wales and how... Oh, cool. yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. Yeah, and they and they did the visit Wales thing as well. Yeah. Um, yeah blood feud. And um, entrance-wise, like I get it because Matt Riddle's thing is come out on the scooter but it's really nitpickety and again, like it does nothing towards like making the match bad or whatever because it wasn't. By any stretch, it was amazing. Yeah. In fact, it's a lot of people's match of the night and yeah, well, that's I'm, absolutely I'm, fine with that. I'm not
1: not saying it wasn't but it was, well, no, quite, it, it was close. Subjective, isn't it?
0: It was close. He, really close. Um, I mean realistically it's down to three matches for your match of the night I think for most but um, coming to the ring on his scooter I think for a blood feud it just seemed like he came out and he was still very happy and I guess that's part of the Matt Riddle persona isn't it but I just think you know like this was a real blood feud and we're just in that video package of I'm going to fuck you up bro Mm. and he's like coming down to the ring on his scooter and I'm like "Uh, right. (laughs) but obviously it doesn't take very long he kicks into high intensity straight away did
1: you notice he one of the flip flops didn't go out of the ring.
0: I didn't because, notice that day. No. Going back I was th- very impressed with his hat throw from yeah. where I was sat. That that thing actually went really far.
1: Before <laughs> one one thing I must mention going back to the Dom Hill turn, I didn't notice this until I watched it back. Both his shoes were still in the ring.
0: Yeah, he took his shoes off. Yeah, yeah, don't know why. Is he retired? <laughs> <laughs> Dominic's retired already. Maybe he's retired this Mysterio name. Maybe this is where it all leads to. Yeah, it could be. It's going to be Dom Guerrero. And um we should talk we, about. We really need to try and stay on, like try yeah. and get it all out in match by match, don't we? We've got to apologise, but we like the, I kind of I feel like a kid, like um, being at, from being at Clash. Like I, it was amazing. I
1: love Seth's entrance.
0: His attire, I'm gonna be honest, because I didn't get the reference straight away. Like I I saw the wings and everything. At first, I thought I oh, he's come out as a Welsh dragon. Yeah, <laughs> that's what I thought, and it's um, but it is a reference from something from a TV show or something, isn't it? I've seen like like side by side comparisons. Um, I'll see if I can try and find it if you want to sort of talk about I'm, your.
1: Obviously, I noticed the, the wings. So I'm thinking, is that a devil reference?
0: Well, it was, but yeah, it was from something. I've from pop culture. It's it a pop culture reference
1: because I used to watch like the old Muppet Show. It reminded his head gear reminded me of when Elton John. Appeared on the Muppets because they had like all the crystals and that kind of stuff. But I was expecting a riddle to do a dive to the outside when Seth did his entrance, but didn't happen. But Seth, as another person with the heel, got probably the best reaction. Yes, he did.
0: Yeah, you're right. Because, but again, because Seth's got one of those theme songs that we all love to have a good old sing along to. Whoa. Thing I wish I'd have got a lot of them on, like I'd recorded more because I have got some of the Hay Bailey chants and stuff. And I, um, but I wish I'd have got metalingus and I wish I'd have got Rollins and I wish I'd have got a lot of Drews because the thing is though, like, I'm one of those, like, I try and like a part of me thinks, like, oh, I've got to get some photos and stuff because obviously, you know, for, for TMLF and stuff, and I yeah. want to put stuff like on the social medias, but it's difficult because, like, naturally, I'm not that sort of person where I'm like, oh, I've got to film and take photos of everything cause, like, I'm in the moment, and I want to, I want to soak that in yeah. while I'm there. Um, I,
1: I used to do that when I was at a show. I Used to like film like three or four songs, or I don't do yeah, that much. I don't do that anymore.
0: I just no. no I find I, take, I find that the experience is better when you you just you take it in. You take a it
1: photo in. of the stage.
0: Yeah.
1: And yeah, just enjoy the show.
0: But it was. I, I've got. I've got to put it out now. I feel like a wally here. The inspiration was Elton John. I said Elton John. I saw something different, but I reckon, I think what I might have seen is a TV show where they're referencing Elton John. It and that might have been what's thrown me off. So I, I, I'm it? blaming, it is my fault, but I'm also blaming the post that I saw that clearly got it wrong as well. Now,
1: now that the house, is it House of Dragons?
0: Mm. And you've got the Welsh house. House of Dragon. yeah.
1: I would have thought they would not to reference that, but.
0: Obviously he, not. Yeah. Well, AEW's done enough House of Dragon references but, recently, haven't they? Well, right, did you notice? Let's not talk about Tony. Don't talk about Tony. Did you notice about Riddle's attire? It was very SpongeBob. It was very Patrick. It was very. I I didn't see. Um, I could because I couldn't really see the attire properly. No. But the actual pattern of it, like I just, it was just the colors. But yeah, they do make a. I think Corey Graves makes a reference on commentary, doesn't he? Like, I think he did. Yeah. Oh, I think uh, Matt Riddle thinks he was attending Bikini Bottom. I think it was something like that. It? It's
1: it definitely a Spongebob reference,
0: but yeah. The, the match itself, though, yeah. I mean, obviously, at various points in the match, we're all singing Rollins music because mm-hmm. it's kind of hard to not get caught up in that moment um, when everyone's there. Again, like, this is kind of almost like a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity type thing. At least, like, you're only... This was the first one since SummerSlam 92. That That's only going to happen once. Like, that feeling of, you know, that second bit. And, uh, you know, I wasn't even born for SummerSlam 92. I was, I was nearly here but I wasn't quite and that was almost the case for Clash of the Castle so I feel like that was full circle for me Um, you were here but you couldn't walk
1: I would have been two and
0: but when did you start walking like 16 17
1: oh fuck do I know (laughs) you've
0: got medical reason mate yeah the um (laughs) yeah the match itself it, it it was it was really good, but you are I'm, I'm glad you said it then because I I wasn't sure if it was really just my section, but it must have been everywhere because, like it it wasn't that people didn't like Matt Riddle, No. although again the guys behind me that hated Rey Mysterio also hated Matt Riddle, um, but as a whole it wasn't that necessarily people hated Riddle. It's just everyone loved Rollins. Yes, and it was it was really really loud when he won. It was a face reaction when. It was a face part.
1: Yeah, when we, when me and my brother were traveling on car by the car, we saw a car that had a poster in the back, and it had Seth freaking Rollins. Oh, nice. And they were right next to us.
0: To see the guy, I didn't see it until the um, watching it back on the Sunday. But to see the guy, I think he was somewhere in the front row with a Seth freaking Rogan shirt. I didn't see that. I, that might have been Clash, or I might have been. That might have been a different. There was so much wrestling this last weekend. Yeah, I can't so remember much. if it was Clash or something else. I've watched a lot.
1: But yeah, it's like. Um, yeah, and like I said, the the people that had that sign were were next to us, like at the front, were, the road before us, and next.
0: Oh, really? What yeah. the same people who's driving? It must, it must have been
1: because it's definitely a Saffron, uh
0: sign. Which can say, what are the odds of that?
1: Which, is, it, which would, would feel weird because weird because there's no camera going our way. There was cameras. There were cameras at that top tier, but there's no, nowhere near us.
0: I'm te- I'm ba- I'm technically on camera like a lot in that show, but just. Well, I not just, to the point where like you'll see me very clearly. Yeah, I can say
1: I was on camera because there have being shot. They...
0: There was definitely shot sort of that way, but the yeah. thing is, I think where you were, they avoid. They tend to avoid those bits a, a bit more just because it's it's yeah. kind of close to the hard cam bit, and they're obviously not going to show the empty space bit, are they? But. Um,
1: but going back to the match, this was yeah. this was Gunter shamus, but without the chops.
0: I really, I just really enjoyed the storytelling again. Every match was so different to one another. The, the variation, the variety was—that's what kept things, I think, so fresh. And I think that's what kept everybody. We would have probably kept ourselves entertained anyway, because yeah. again, like we we really appreciate this sort of thing when this happens. Because, like when 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 this happened, it was the first time in for, like forever. But we don't get it very often. Like we don't get this stuff often enough. So when we do get it, like we're going to go all out for it. I I reference. <laughs> But yeah, it it like we do that, don't we? Like yeah. we really because we do, we appreciate this, and and, and I think it, for me, like seeing what the variation and seeing how different this was to, again to Gunter and Seamus, they still was tell like Gunter and Seamus wasn't a blood feud, whereas this was, and they could tell a different story. And you know, the story really was like Matt Riddle was kind of his own undoing here because. Um, He's he getting too angry, he's letting his emotions get let, let him get carried away. And he brings that chair in, doesn't he? And hits the announce table. The announce table, I don't know what the announce table did to him. Maybe the announce table talked about his wife. I don't know. But he does. And that kind of like, you know, fast forward to the end. But that's what leads to, you know, he gets back in the ring and Rollins gets him whilst he's halfway under the rope and hits him with a curb stump. Then he goes up to the second rope for the super curb stomp Yeah. And that is what ends the match. And that got a huge pop.
1: And uh, it gave a Bump on uh, Riddle's head.
0: Yeah. Um, what about the Floating Bro? That was... Uh, to go uh, to put into context as well, the Floating Bro... That's what it is, it is called, that, isn't it?
1: Well, the dive?
0: That kind of like flippy does, like that sort yeah. of corkscrew... I think it's called that. That looks insane in person. Oh, yeah. Like, again, that- camera does not do that justice, but that looks insane. And I, I'm going to quickly backtrack back to the pre-show match. Montez Ford Frog Splash... Oh, he's high. I mean, Daryl was like, and it looks high on TV, but like in person, like it's unreal—the height that Montez gets. Just wanted to put that out there. And speaking of high in person, yeah, Matt Riddle, incredible. Yeah.
1: Because <laughs> we were thinking, it's amazing how you can get away with his shirt now.
0: I know, yeah, but it's very. You think like it wasn't all that long ago. RVD was RVD. Always
1: been that the like, four twenty. He said in a shoot interview that he never told Vince what the 420 leg drop of um, Mr. O was. <laughs> he just said four legs, size 20 feet combined.
0: <laughs> Vince bought it. Yeah. that's probably, That might be the only time Vince has ever been worked.
1: <laughs> I'm not sure about that. But,
0: um, well, apart from recently, he's been worked really hard. What yeah. his bank account has. Huh? What well, WWE's bank account has. Wall Street Journal. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> But yeah, this match was just. It was a, it was incredible. Yeah, it was incredible. There was there was good offense both sides, and Riddle. Um, it started out exactly how it needed to, didn't it? It started out as a brawl, and then. Because
1: my biggest worry about the whole event was there was going to be like a DQ or count
0: out. Oh, so yeah, we. I'm so glad we didn't get it.
1: And I thought this would be the match where they would do a DQ and then extreme rules, or maybe later on crown jewel. They do, but this match felt like it was leading to a hell in a cell. It feels like it's going to lead to Hell in a Cell.
0: That's one of the things I think coming out of this match. I mean, first of all, um, we both predicted correctly, I, I yeah. believe, because it was the first time Seth Rollins has won on a premium live event in some time. His the
1: well, he <laughs> his first singles match win since Hell in a Cell last year against yeah, wow. Claudio. That
0: really is, even wild. though he
1: did, he was the sole survivor at Survivor Series.
0: But for singles competitions, yeah. yeah, the. Immediate thought for me coming out of that match in particular, going back to what you said about you said before you know it feels like this could lead to a hell in a cell, because it's not done. It's this not. isn't over and I and I'm I'm glad it's not. But I I really hope that Triple H, Papa H starts to shake up some of these premium live events now. I'd love to, let's I'd love to see him just do away with Hell in a Cell pay per view, premium live event whatever. I'd love to see him just do away with it. Let's go back to the days where a Hell in a Cell comes up when it's needed. Yeah. Same as TLC and same as, Well, TLC
1: know, probably, because uh, the last, because the day one is coming back, they're probably going to drop TLC forever.
0: T- TLC though was always December, wasn't it?
1: Yeah, but they, they're probably going to drop that forever.
0: I hope they do. I really do. Because, yeah, it'd be amazing to see those match types used again, like, and again, it makes it more spontaneous, doesn't it? Like, yeah, you know, someone's still in the ring. It's like, well, you and me then we'll finish this once and for all. Inside, yeah, yes, yeah, because wow, you know what I mean, though. Yeah. It's like those but, were the, but, those were the days.
1: Seth and Edge last year when they did it, Crown Jewel, that was a feud that deserved head on a sale. It didn't have to just be
0: yeah the pay per view. Because there's ever, been so many now that are just set there just because it just falls that time of the year.
1: Yeah, it's kind of like um. Well, it was TLC, so we're going to have a TLC match.
0: Hell in a Cell is probably... like it's, it's not the only one, but Hell in a Cell is the probably the perfect example of a match type that needs to be the product of a rivalry and a storyline that needs Hell in a Cell, that needs Hell in a Cell for the resolution it was kind of like, and not a seasonal thing. Like, it shouldn't be a product of the seasons.
1: You know how, like, steel cage matches felt like an end of the
0: feud? Yeah. And or at least a constant... Con- a con- it, it could sometimes it would propel it into a different level though, or it would start something new because it's like the Hardys, you know the initial kind of like fallout with Matt and Jeff, mm. and that all stemmed to my not I, I might I think I've got this right, but that all sort of started from that cage match, didn't it? Where Jeff had the opportunity to climb out of the cage yeah. and he didn't because he wanted to be the risk taker, so he jumps off it and then he costs the Hardys the match, yeah. and that that's what I mean. So something like that, it, you you can use those sort of things to move things along. We just had a cage match last night as well yes and that's Which, now f- forever infamous to see Dexter Loomis like, just face cam- the camera
1: shot is amazing
0: brilliant yeah amazing production values is and another
1: level it, isn't to it they need a cage but the cage the idea of the cage is weird to me because it's always oh no one can interfere no one can get in or out apart from who's in the match yeah I think every cage match someone interferes
0: <laughs>
1: yeah Hello the cells kind of got that as well yeah Read matches also had that yeah <laughs> <laughs> But um,
0: yeah, I'm.
1: Amazing, I know it? on Raw like Riddle wants it, but Seth's like now I'm getting to bigger, bet things. They're gonna have a
0: rematch. They've got to. That's got to continue because it's that it's not done there, and and, and Riddle does need to pick up a they win. Might,
1: they might bring back the fight pit, or whatever it was called that Riddle did with um Timothy Thatcher. Mm, yeah, maybe. I but suppose. I think I think Hannah sells probably the one they should go for, but.
0: Eventually, we'll see. I guess. I suppose it does depend how long it goes on for, and whether or not we have to take a bit of a break from it for Survivor Series, um, which will be coming up after Extreme Rules. So, whereas well, Crown Jewel, then Survivor Series. Oh, okay. Yeah,
1: I think Extreme Rules, Crown Jewel. I think Survivor Series. I might
0: be wrong. Okay. Okay. What would you give this match then overall?
1: I would give it four point seven five. Uh, platinum. It was. It was close to five star and there was nothing wrong with the match I think the right person won the match and I'd like to see it again yeah even if it would kind come of, like I said with the Sheamus going to the match just give him weapons give him something for the next one to make it feel different
0: there's still it doesn't always need that though but I, I know what you mean
1: because you say blood feud it's not going to be like a first blood or whatever I quit maybe
0: yeah maybe I think I quit could be a good good shout for it But again, yeah, that live atmosphere was unreal. And
1: plus, we don't know when Orton's going to come back.
0: Oh, yeah, that's another thing, actually. I do need to just mention that. That was another moment I started laughing for, and it got a big pop from me. Because when Seth obviously got in for the draping DDT... uh, It
1: took me a while to realise what he was doing, but it's like, oh, I like this.
0: I think I I clocked it when Riddle was just sort of like hanging over it and Rollins was looking around, and I was like, oh, he's going to do it, and he did. But then it was, I, just, I loved how he turned his, you know, like he's kind of conducting the crowd with, because we started obviously going again with, whoa, whoa, and he's conducting everyone and he just turns that into the Orton spin and yeah. like gorilla pound in the mat. And the RKO into the sleeper or the oh, rear naked choke that was, good. was, oh, it looks, it just, chef kiss. It was great. Because
1: my idea for the finish was going to be, if if Riddle was going to win, it was going to be a stomp to RKO, but I think I might save that.
0: Yeah, that would be cool to redo that, book with Riddle, this uh, possibilities are endless, aren't yeah. they? I, I love it, I love it. Yeah, amazing match, platinum for me. Four point seven
1: five for me. It's
0: a bloody seven five. Anyway, um, we pretty much covered like all of the little promo bits, so we should just go well, was right you in now to the main event.
1: And, and the crowd.
0: Well, that's yeah, but they're they're going to play part of the match, so we should we'll break we'll we'll try our best here to actually make this um, it was, listenable. Because yes,
1: yeah, <laughs> once again, it felt like. Because we were thinking, once again, would certain people come over here just to do one or two things and not have them?
0: But, well, he didn't get into any physical altercation that he carried across in this right. match. No, let, let's get to it. I mean, the, the big thing, first of all, really here is that Drew is the first person to come out and he does get a very special entrance.
1: Oh, yeah. I mean, he had teased it on Twitter. Yes. And it was... Um, it, it took me, once again, it took me a split second to realise... This is, the old, this is the old thing.
0: Yeah, because I could... Again, because it was the the audio for me. So like, I'm, I'm looking at that kind of like... What looked like a, like a pirate's map. I thought, what's going on here then? Are we showing like... Going back to like WrestleMania where we had yeah. his moment in front of no one? And then actually... Then it started showing like all the old footage. And then when I heard... Out of time. So say goodbye. And, and I was like, was like, oh, it's happening. Another
1: moment where the crowd was singing along.
0: Yeah, a little bit. It wasn't so much for me. But again, I think it's because where we were sat, it was, it was a little quiet.
1: And I was thinking he's going to win this one there's no
0: way do you know what someone near me in the crowd said this and I thought this was bang on so that was playing and then once everyone had clocked what it was you're right some people were singing it but like from where I was at it was more like people just cheered because it was like oh that's amazing Um, but there was a guy sat near me who hit it nail nail on the head and he just said can you imagine how well they've worked us now if Roman wins it Mm. And I sat there and I thought, wow, yeah. I mean, like, this really is... Because, like, this genuinely feels like there's no better time to pull the trigger. And then I started debating, because I was like, Drew really probably should win this. Yeah. But then I was like, but then if he doesn't, there's clearly a plan, right? So, like, this is... But then that's what made... And again, I don't want to make this about AEW. And we'll come to this more when we review All Out, Um. And from the aftermath. Yeah. But um the thing for me, I think, with, with the book in here is that they're doing such a great job of like it's a challenger that really could take the title, but this still could go either way. Like it's not like, oh the cha- the challenger's been chasing it and now this is the moment he's definitely gonna win it. Like this really could go either way and that and, and it you, you get so invested into that because it's not just one of those where you can sit on your hands and go, Well, he's probably gonna just win this anyway, so it doesn't really matter. have like been-
1: because I, I think we said this in the prediction. I'm not ready for Roman to lose just yet, no. but it's a, it, it's a time that could happen.
0: Yeah, and I never felt it more than when, like, and again. But I, I didn't know how I was going to feel about it because you're there in person, and you cannot help but be sucked in to that emotion, that raw emotion from a crowd that desperately, and it's not just a crowd. It's it's sixty two thousand people that desperately want to see Drew win this. Yeah. We want that moment. We want to be the ones to say we were there, live when it happened. Everyone that was there when Bulldog won the IC title from Bret Hart, and it was that amazing, amazing reaction and just the emotion from everybody after that match. We desperately wanted to be able to go, we were there when Drew did it, dethroned Roman Reigns, ended the two-year-long reign and become the champion in in his home um, of the United Kingdom, at least anyway, right? It was you, oh, well. i mean look roman obviously wins we're gonna we'll come to it in the order can of I what happened say, look, I, before, roman wins it a lot of people have said that like they're really unhappy with it yeah i don't i i, I kind of like i it was brilliant it was just because it was ride it took us on
1: can i when when drew came out in the pyro and yeah everything that was cool And I, i'm thinking they should play the shield theme <laughs> For Roman to have his mm, history.
0: No. Yeah, but it, this was more about Drew, wasn't it? I know, but I think... It was and, a build-it-as-Drew's moment, like, this is it for Drew.
1: And it also felt weird just having Roman come out by himself.
0: Yeah, it was, yeah. Obviously, that's not Obviously, that obviously, obviously
1: the, the bloodline got destroyed on SmackDown.
0: Paul Heyman was actually there, by the way. I know. I didn't, I thought... But he's still, obviously, kayfabe-wise, injured from the F5 at some point. Um,
1: I guess the reason why the Usos couldn't come over because of the DOIs in the past...
0: Oh, that's a good point. Yeah, I'm not too but sure. I think, they, I think they're
1: coming over for the UK tour when it's, it's only Jimmy though, that, isn't it? Yeah, but air. you'd rather have them both there, wouldn't you? What though? Because they couldn't do Canada because of the DUI, but I think I think both of them have been arrested, haven't they?
0: I honestly, I'm, I'm not too sure. But I, only I know that Jimmy's one.
1: I think they've been advertised for when they come over to the UK next time.
0: I it, it did genuinely feel though like this was Drew's moment, and because it felt like a really big deal broken dreams a little bit of it plays anyway with that sort of montage showing the evolution of his career and then we get his obviously his new updated music and he come out my first thought was seeing him that close was man this dude is big yeah like drew is deceivingly massive like i know he looks big on tv but again like it's one of those things where when you see it in person one other person i said that about was rusev or miro Oh, yeah, because he's... Deceive it. Like, again, he he looks big on TV, uh... but like in person, the dude is huge. Is
1: that by height or by sight or by width?
0: Well, with Miro, it was more like the sheer width. Yeah, like, I've never seen a chest and like, sh- to his shoulders like like it. He was literally no. like a house. But Drew is just so... Like, he's big, but he's just so tall.
1: Especially when you put him next to Tyson Fury, who's a big man himself.
0: Yeah, he is, yeah. Very big man.
1: And then you realise, I'm sure Roman's supposed to be like... This big guy as well. Roman's
0: not sure. I mean, Charles Robinson was the uh, official for this one. And I smiled at that. Yeah. Um, but, you know, Charles Robinson looked like um, Gimli compared to those two. <laughs> so it was, yeah, it was, it was kind of, you know, a bit of a future shock.
2: Yeah.
0: Um, oh. <laughs> but yeah, the Roman comes out, big entrance. It's very long. It takes a long time to go. And then once they're in the ring, that's it. Then we, I, the crowd goes full full UK mode. Oh yes. Oh, Drew Mackey, it's, oh, yeah. And I who was, I was full into it. Yeah, I was so surprised that it took to the main event for a "Who are you?" chant.
1: Yes. Who are you? Because if it was America,
0: who are you? Who are? You? <laughs> it's just different to how we say it, isn't it. Do
1: you remember? Do you remember when we what where that reference is from? What? Who are you? Maybe wh- who are you? Who are you? No. When we watched, I think it was Bound for Glory TNA, does it? it? And it had that bloke who was come out to, with um, Victoria.
0: Who are you? Who, I'm sure we've heard it before that.
1: But if that's the that's the one that's the one I remember.
0: The before. one you, it sticks out. Yeah. yeah, I'm sure it's been going a lot longer than that. But yeah, I vaguely remember that.
1: I think like 2011, 2010. What time when we when we used to watch it on Challenge every, yeah. every month? Yeah, oh, those
0: were the days. But um. But yeah, the, the chant. I mean, the chants and the singing and the wanker. We got, yeah, the wanker wankers. But we also had uh, this one didn't come across on um, TV. But honestly, this was loud. So I'll be interested to see if you heard this one. Did you hear? And this was going on a long time. Uh, Drew McIntyre. Roman Reigns is terrified. Drew McIntyre. It was. It was. It was loud. Like, where I was, it was a really big thing, but you couldn't hear... I think the problem is sometimes, because when it, when it when those kind of, like, chants and things sort of emanate from one particular area of the stadium, if it... I think it really, unless it makes its way to the floor-level guys,
2: mm-hmm.
0: it's probably not going to get onto TV. Because I, I guess, like, most of the mics and stuff are hooked up around there. Yes. And you do get some for the side, but, like, yeah, it's, it's obviously not all of it. But, um... It was it was really it was so fun, and it was it was a mixture of emotions this match because it it was it was really fun to sing and cheer your heart out for for Drew, Um, the the ride it took you on with all the twists and turns and obviously, you know anything Drew was doing he was getting cheered like you know this massive megastar. The
1: fact he kept kicking out at one
0: at the beginning, yeah. Yeah.
1: Because another reason why I thought Drew was going to win was because maybe it's just because I've watched wrestling for so long the false finishes were all Roman nearly winning yes and Drew didn't get a single one
0: which again and that's per- that was perfect booking yeah because it, re- it just had us and that's why I'm not mad with the finish because I had such a fun time
1: I thought it, I, I didn't I wasn't like, I,
0: obviously I would have loved to have seen Drew win like yeah. that would have been a great moment for us to remember but Cause I, I'm not going to sit here and that's complain like about
1: Claymore, that second claim I was expecting that, that loud pop
0: yes it was when he could finally hit the Claymore as well because I did a good job of building it, and then Roman just it wasn't connecting. It's
1: the same way, in a different in a di- in a different way of when Sheamus tried to get the ten beats of the Bowery. On it was London. a similar sort of thing, yeah. And I mean, then when can- he was
0: finally doing it, it was doing it all over the arena, yeah. all over the ringside.
1: But um, because what another thing about a Roman matches? Hearing hearing him on the um camera when he's talking to.
0: But yeah, and probably, you and, you can't hear a thing. You can't hear a thing. Yeah. And, well, apart from the crowd.
1: Yeah. And I know and and I know it was a complaint of the match, how I mean, it's just a typical rugby match. I'm fine with that.
0: It was great. It was it's genuinely was so good. And you've got to remember like the crowd is making that. I think even if you was watching that at home live from the TV, like there's no way the crowd wasn't making that feel like a big deal because no. honestly that match felt like a huge deal. Like that had a big fight feel. Yes. That gets overused a lot, but it really did have a big fight feel. And I'll be honest that it was this match I started to get a little bit of heat because I was I told every I said it to anyone that listened. I said, as soon as that match happens, I'm going to start a Let's Go Daddy chant. I'm going to tell you, I started one. Well, me and Daryl did one. And that was it. Uh, <laughs> so it was it was awkward. But the thing is, like again, because I love both of them. I think they're both amazing. And obviously, obviously, I wanted Drew to win it. But I was still cheering Roman because I was just having a good time. And people around were booing. And it was like, yeah, come on, Roman. When Roman got on the mic and he's like, Cardiff, acknowledge me. I stood up and started clapping over everyone's heads.
1: I I do think that was his only big pop of that night.
0: He, well, he, he didn't. He got booed, but, but I didn't. I was cheering, and then everyone there was that "fuck you, Roman" chant that started for a bit, yeah. and we was like, "Well, that's not very nice." Then there was Roman's glove. Uh, <laughs> no, I'll get to that. It was Roman sucks. Everyone was going, "Roman sucks." Daryl was like, "No, Roman's gloves. <laughs> Roman's gloves." <laughs> I lost it. <laughs> it was a, it was brilliant. But that's the thing, man. Like everyone was just like, obviously, we were getting booed because we were cheering Reigns, whatever. But it was just all so much good fun. Like they they knew when we was getting to the near falls towards the end of that match. The last sort of five minutes, five minutes of that match, we were all stood up. Mm. Like everyone had stood up. We were all so into it because it, what you're saying about them false finishes. And when we thought Drew had it, we stood. We, I was like, oh my god, it's going to happen. And then I, I saw Charles just like sort of slide out the ring. I was like oh no what's going on here yeah
1: that was the one thing i could not see what happened i didn't i just saw him get pulled later on
0: we we what we were all doing again because that overhang you saw you could see a little bit of that screen the led's screen above the the yeah. ring the castle thing we all just like, started ducking down to look up like, oh my god who is it and then as soon as like, i got a little bit of the face i was like that's that's solo, solo from nxt yeah. i was like of course man like of course something like that had to happen the thing is I mean, Daryl called it straight away. Like when the ref bump happened, I called the ref bump. He just went, "Oh, here we would go. What fucker are we going to get here then? <laughs> what fucker are we having?" And I was like, "Watch it!" I was like, "Any second now, eight down, down. Blah, 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 blah. Look yeah. at me. I've got my phone out." And and then bang, he's hitting the ring. I'm like, "Oh, it's going to happen. What? What the I hell are they going to get reaction. around
1: it?" I got a good reaction, and I'm thinking, "That's probably going to be. Do they think it's going to happen?" But when it when because what we saw, it was a
0: boo. It was a it was a negative, like like a positive negative reaction. Yeah. If that makes sense.
1: Thinking are they trying to? Because you kind of um, Austin Theory pinned Drew or Roman, dear. If this if this was the
0: exactly him. yeah. But that's the thing. Like no matter which way that goes down, if if Theory had have pinned any of them, it would have been like no way. Like it's it would have been so sucky. But the
1: fact he ran straight near where Tyson Fury was yes. and I'm thinking what are you doing man? and end up that, that punch
0: now the thing is though I didn't know Fury was sat there so because uh, the, again like, I'm so in the moment of oh my god what's going to happen next it hasn't even clocked to me that it's so illogical that he's run down with a new referee because yeah. Charles is out it's so illogical for him to run down with a new referee and just walk around to the announce table like, it doesn't make sense He's already got the briefcase, yeah, f- unless I guess like the idea is that you've got to hand it to the ring announcer to do it. No,
1: because it's usually in the ring, you hand it to the referee who gives it to the ring announcer or the bellkeeper or whoever it is.
0: Most well, wrestling, though, isn't it? Yeah. They can make up the rules as they go. Right, yeah. That's the thing. The fact
1: that, not, that the wrestler they want to cash in it hasn't signed a contract,
0: <laughs> but um, that yeah, you that Tyson Fury punch that someone needs to tell Tyson Fury that wrestling is a work. Oh, Someone yeah. needs to tell him because again, I couldn't quite see what was what would what had happened. All I saw was Austin Austin Theory, oh, I almost called him Austin Aries. Austin Theory. Oh, don't, don't get them. Confused. Throwing, <laughs> keep it like holding the briefcase, shaking it, and he just fell. I was like, oh he's got eat stroke, what's happened? i see the replay and tyson fury just went smack yeah i was like what like i I genuinely i think he knocked him out and on raw he was like messing up loads of his like promo wasn't he yes and then he was like oh yeah, it's because i'm still getting over tyson fury so i don't like I, i honestly that might not even be a work i think he genuinely just got knocked out um but there was there was a lot of sort of stuff like because I saw water being thrown. Cause yeah, right, saw something, they, we saw something get thrown. So they showed Carrie Cross, like Ash said, they showed Carrie Cross and Scarlet sat at the front row. Um And I, but to be honest, I kind of completely forgot about them. So when I saw the water, I thought it was just a fan. Yeah, that's what I thought. And I was like, oh, that's not cool.
1: Because we didn't know, like you said, we were, you didn't know where Captain Fury was. I didn't know where I thought Carrie and Cross might be a bit. Closer,
0: I knew where Carrion was because the spotlight they kind of it, it lit up a little bit more on that corner, and everybody in that area was all like kind of like moving forwards to be like, Oh, look, it's Carrion! Like, so I can like, from where I my angle, I didn't care about him, I
1: just saw sort of Scarlet And I was like, oh,
0: yeah. Well, the, look, Carrion's gonna mess you up, bro. I oh, know, bro, that's probably, that's probably where just... are you? Where the fuck are you, bro? That's probably the only time I'm gonna see her. Is that what you're saying to him? Where the fuck are you, bro? I don't know what you said. <laughs> Yeah, like I forgot about it, and then that happened, and that was like obviously caused like the turn yeah, in the you, match you, for Roman to get the upper hand.
1: You just fly me over to that.
0: Yeah, but it worked though, didn't it? Like it was all these little different factors. <laughs> the thing is, there's a lot of people saying about, oh, it was a it was a fucky finish because Roman Reigns won with you know it was a bit of a screw job and there's interference, whatever. He's the heel. This is yeah. his story. Like That's the point. Yeah, if he had a beat Drew McIntyre clean, we'd have been really annoyed. <laughs> like, always, that's I, the only way to do it. Every time you see something about Roman, it's always, oh, he can't win without
1: the bloodline. He's a heel. Is, but
0: that is the story. How many heels
1: win clean every single match?
0: Seth Rollins. That night. Right. Gunter. That night. Right. Bailey. <laughs> that night. Right, it's a bit of a heel... <laughs> Well, wow, to be fair, this was a really heel well, heavy to be night, fair, wasn't it?
1: Bailey did, um EO did do the finisher, not Bailey.
0: Yeah, well, okay, but the heels still the won. The heels still won, but all the heels won clean apart from Roman basically a clash, but yeah, um yeah, look, Solo Sokoa costs Drew the match ultimately and Roman picks up the win nuclear heat from the crowd. The match itself like from I'll, I'll just say my sort of take on the actual match itself, this really genuinely could be match of the night. I just think that personal favourite was Gunter versus Sheamus yeah. but for the raw emotion the passion I've, I've never gotten up out of my seat like towards the end of a match like that like where I've been like I, I can't just walk, sit down watching this hmm. like you've got to be up like it I, I don't know man like that's pro wrestling done right for me and the whole match was just it It sounds kind of cheesy but like this that whole thing was magical like it genuinely just felt surreal, man. Yeah. Like just being there. Like it, why is there? It like this was, is mad. It
1: had the WrestleMania feel.
0: That was the second point in the night. I said the first. one. I've got them again now. That was the first. But the first one was us and just I'm thinking back to it now. But that match, man. Like and when, when we was all just like Drew, like singing like oh, Drew McIntyre, and he's man goosebumps. Oh, oh what a feeling. Like, what a, like feeling. I said,
1: before that, uh, solo interference. I was I was waiting for that pop because there was po- there were so many points where it felt like Drew was gonna win. Yeah. Like I said, the, the fact he didn't get many false finishes until near the end. Yeah. And then I like I wasn't upset because I like Roman. I I like Drew but I like Roman more. And I don't I don't know who's gonna be the person to beat him. Another plan apparently is for the Rock and Mania
0: but if, know, if they can get him it's not confirmed. But Cody's a big contender. Daryl I... mentioned something really interesting, that they've got a really good thing going with Sami Zayn here. So if they can slowly turn him back, we was kind of alluding to this and you was yeah. kind of alluding to this last week, but if they can sort of turn Sami Zayn back to that NXT fan favourite Sami Zayn, he'll be a great contender for Roman. Someone, someone online mentioned Jay might do it. I'd, that'd be a really good way to circle back round. Can you imagine if Jay's done this the whole time? Yeah. But he becomes the head of the because table. He's,
1: he's the only one since they've done this bloodline that's been consistent. Because it took a while for Jimmy to get involved. It did take a while when he came back.
0: I, I... I reckon what's going to happen next is the
1: could they the keep... Undertaker
0: should have come out and then got absolutely mullered hmm. by the Samoan guy that was the camera operator for his match with Sean at mainly 25.
1: Oh, <laughs> uh, what was his name?
0: Was he the same one that Deuce. was in... Was it, it? Yeah, Deuce. There was another one as well, wasn't there? The the fourth member of Legacy. Oh. Forgotten fourth member. Was that what was his name? Manu? Manu, yeah. Manu. Where's Manu at? Fine. But yeah, look, it, the, the, it was incredible. And obviously, everyone got it because everybody wanted Drew to win it. But, but can't I be mad th- about it. Drew, did you see the interview Drew did with Ariel um Hawani? I'm not seen that yet. Hawani. Um, really awesome, man. Like it it, it was that was actually one of the best sort of like Interviews I've seen where he kind of he, he treaded that line of kayfabe in real life like so well. Um, but he, he said a lot of cool things there. He said about that he, he'd had that idea to use broken dreams again for a long time, yeah. And he spoke to Triple H and Kevin Dunn and said, Look, this is really the right moment for it, and they let him do it. And yeah, you know, he was absolutely right because it was. Do you
1: think if it was an island, Seamus would have got his old theme in?
0: That would be cool, isn't it? It's watched- a shame that they lost their head, careless man who will wind up dead. Yeah. something about something something i will say this before, upside down eric rowan
1: before it. we get to the aftermath walking out the stadium i did not feel like it was a negative thing i felt like everyone was happy that they
0: i think so yeah i th- I think we could most of us were able to just really just appreciate people, everything we've just seen and the fact that like that really was just a moment for in people history.
1: who weren't there are, are so negative about the, the way that ending happened
0: do you think though, maybe maybe that's just a thing because like maybe, when you're maybe there, maybe it's our person, experience. Maybe yeah. we get maybe because we many things we've been like really upset about before have been like well you know if we were there actually.
1: Do you think if it was the worst show, we would we still feel?
0: No, well, no, because don't get me wrong. Like I said, like uh, there, there were some little niggly bits about it, yeah. and the biggest one for me actually was at the end of this. So. We were sort of like getting ready to leave and stuff because we we figured that the show was like it, this was kind of like after it had gone off the air.
1: Yeah, that's why. Because I I of
0: course, like Drew loses, Tyson gets in Shakes Roman's hand, which, which I thought was really weird. It was weird,
1: but it was a respectful thing, which was, I get. Which I get. And I know there's they, there's the internet room about oh Tyson Fury might become a WWE wrestler.
0: <laughs> we'll see. Yeah, that'll be interesting. Right. But um, then yeah, he lifts Drew up and. He's like, oh, you know, there's only one thing we can do in a time like this, and they just start singing American Pie, and I thought that's the point now. Like we, we've gone off the air, like it's ended with um, Roman, probably a shot of Roman and Solo up on the ramp, and that's you know, copyright. That should That should have been. been it, really. But obviously, as you know from watching it, Tyson Fury sings American Pie, then Drew grabs a mic. So, oh, I didn't go the way it wanted, but do you know what? You guys didn't let me down. You have delivered you know, let's have the crack. Like, And then he starts tried, trying to get him to sing... Um, Sweet Caroline. Which didn't really work. So which, then he moved I don't into Oasis. Worked,
1: I, I don't think it would have worked only because it's more related to Joshua. Ah,
0: well, there you go. That's what I'm thinking. Maybe that was his rib. Then, <laughs> he, he, he tries then, like, Oasis, Then he's like, oh, are we still on the air? I don't know. I'm just having a laugh. And then that was the point, like, at that point then, that's when we left. But, obviously, this is its own story. Oh, yes. Because... I didn't realise any of this was um, being shown live. Now, it's not. So now if you go and watch Clash at, Clash at the Castle back on the WWE Network or on Peacock or wherever you get it, it will end as soon as Tyson Fury is finished singing American Pie and that's it. And even, though not, even though looks like Drew's about to say something. Because he is about to say something. And actually, it would make it look better if he, if he does because, you know, it kind of... The way it it sort of comes across now makes Drew look a bit of a loser. Like, And I don't mean it in a horrible way, but it it looks a bit weird. Like the the biggest match of his life that he's just lost, and it's like, well, I'll just have some blokes sing American Bites, mate. The the
1: phrase I've seen is he got Lugard. Got
0: Lugard, yeah. Kind of, like from SummerSlam.
1: SummerSlam 93. Where he celebrated when he
0: got... Well, he's Luger actually won his match.
1: He won the match, but didn't win the title. But He he won the match.
0: I mean, we didn't get balloons out, but still. The... But that's all you get now, and now they've made like a, like a what they used to in the old days, the old music video yeah. package at the end. But I guess before, it sort of ended after Drew had sort of spoken, right? Yeah. There's a reason it's not there anymore.
1: Oh, yes. And it felt like no one around us, where we were, saw it, apart from the people next to us.
0: I didn't see it. Daryl saw it. You saw it. Your bro saw it. Yes.
1: And we had the same reaction. There Come was a the guy in the crowd that had... A shirt that said "Better Dad, Better Dad" than Chris Benoit, and we went, "Oh,
0: <laughs> the audacity of that!" What I don't understand, right? How the hell did he get away with wearing that the whole night? He
1: must have only worn that. He must have covered it up because there was no way they would have let me. And took
0: it off because it was really it was warm in there. It was toasty, yeah. so maybe he took it off. And then, um
1: the fact they had it on for more than half a second.
0: That was enough. Though. And the camera that was enough guy for was everyone to see it.
1: Basically, up his, up in his face.
0: Yes, and you can see his partner, whoever that was, with him. Because I've seen it obviously watching it back on like social medias and that. And his partner's like looking up there, looking up, like he looks shocked, like yeah. oh my god, like you're actually showing me. And the partner's like just laughing, like oh my god, what have we done? And it's one of those man, like you've got to laugh, but at the same time, like dude, why? Like that one guy has now effectively. Re, like had to recreate the end of that show. Like we can't now see Drew do his talking uh, bit because that guy decided to tell everyone how much of a great daddy he is compared to Benoit.
1: Once again, we Bloody thought Chris bend because we thought this would be a YouTube exclusive or whatever, or like something that'd be on. Lit. Yeah, yeah. Well, another thing that happened because because obviously there was a big crowd, so it was probably best to wait a few minutes for everyone to get out mm-hmm. before. And obviously you would have left before this.
0: There was Yeah, a... this was the incident. Yeah,
1: a guy ran into the ring. Cause I've, at first I thought is this because of the experience that people've got and they might get a photo in the in next to the ring. Nope. If some just random guy ran into the ring and got the security on him and got escorted out of the building.
0: Mad. There's always one, is not there?
1: But yeah, the got, someone got someone going ring or like the shit kicked out. <laughs> <laughs> Like Stay out of the, the ring, you the, the
0: show's just finished, man. You could have done it... Could you have done it before? Well, no, well if it, look, if you absolutely had to do it and get it out of your system, then at least you did it when it was off the air, I yeah. guess. But, yeah. So We've it, already had one fan um, so change the better ending. than Chris <laughs> <Ben> God, <laughs> yeah. Maybe it was the same bloke. <laughs> he's, like, no, no, need, no, need, was, he's like, I need to be remembered for something else. This might is be my the, legacy. Might be on the other side, so. He's going to be a meme forever now. No, overall, though, um, that match is a platinum easy
1: i would give it four and a half.
0: Platinum for me. I, the whole show was, you can't. I mean, I can't even really give that a proper rating. No, like, we're
1: going to give it a biased opinion because we were there. Of course, and we enjoyed yeah. it.
0: Of course, it's but, a very, very biased opinion. But you know, you're, you've tuned into the show, so you obviously wanted that. Mm. <laughs> but um, I don't know what to tell you, man. Like, I, I, I love, I love wrestling, and that was a, an experience I've never had before, and. It's, it kind of like rekindled a bit of a fire in me for it. And I don't know, like like I said, I'm still riding that high. And like, I just remembered, like, like I said before, you know, even from hearing like the kids around me and stuff, like how much they were into it. And it just kind of, as Simon Miller would say, made me feel all warm and fuzzy in my tum-tum. I, I don't know what else to tell you. Would you do it again? hundred percent.
1: Would you want to be... I've
0: already got plans to go to Mania 40. Yeah. Which... Philadelphia? You're... It's Philadelphia. Yeah. Yeah,
1: but we said we're going to do May 30, 31. 30. Yeah, but
0: we work now and we need um, breaks <laughs> from our miserable lives. <laughs> so oh, let's, let's go to Philadelphia. We'll see you there. Guys, I think that's probably a wrap for it. So, as we say, we'll have the all out review. Oh, no, coming no. Up. We're doing
1: it all out right now.
0: Well, we don't think we are. <laughs> that's, but yeah, we've got that coming up. Um, so, do stay tuned for that one. But thank you very, very much for, for joining us on our little sort of nostalgia binge trip here for yes. um, for our experience and overall review of WWE Clash at the Castle. If you were there, let us know what your experience was. Um, we're on Facebook, Instagram and Twitter at, at TMOF underscore wrestling.
1: And also we've got the videos on YouTube that we talked about.
0: Yeah, do go over there and check some out. There's a few I put up there. I, like I said, I didn't take too many, but um, you know we'll have a bit more on there soon as well. Um, but yeah, wherever you listen to us, if you can leave us a five star review, do it. Uh, if you can't give us a platinum review yeah but until next time guys wherever you are uh, honestly hope you're having a great day keep doing what you're doing if it's good if what you're doing is bad then probably stop doing it
1: yeah don't wear a shirt about it
0: don't wear a shirt about being You could be a good dad yeah but yeah wherever you are have a good one yeah same yeah till next time bitches that was really rude Ah, oh, fuck them. I'm a heel now anyway after Castle Let's go daddy!